everyone, Sean Simons, PPG Grandpa. Welcome to this episode of PPG Grandpa's Paramotor Podcast, also known as ClearProptv.com and Paratalk.org. You can find us on your favorite podcasting app by searching for PPG Grandpa's Paramotor Podcast. This is episode 76. Can you tell I'm just feeling so much better? Uh, got a couple of things going on that a lot of people don't know about unless you're listening to this podcast is my friend Brian came over for my birthday weekend this last weekend that just came up and we decided that we need, we need to do something and we decided to get off of sugar and caffeine, which I've been trying to do, but uh, okay. My name is Sean Simons and I am a sugar addict. I'm a processed sugar addict. I'm a <sighs> processed carbohydrate addict and it's been such a horrible time trying to break free and I, I think that's the same as most people out there in the United States and maybe most of the world I, it's just so hard to break free from it they say that it's uh, more addictive than cocaine so thank god I've never tried cocaine but if I did I would have been able to get off it a lot better than sugar and processed carbohydrates so Brian and I decided that we're going to go on a on a 90-day uh, diet um, trying to get ourselves back into shape, which I've been trying to do this entire year, the last 10 years, last 20 years. And uh, thank goodness that he's actually going to be doing this with me. So I think that this is going to work out great. So behind the scenes, in 25 days, we're going to be going on a float trip with the family. And I'm trying my best to fast to get down to about 220 pounds or below. And I'm going out and going to the pool and trying to tan because this float trip is going to be hot. It's, 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 it's going to burn some skin, even with 100 blocks. So I'm trying to, to tan up. So anyway, uh, enough with that behind the scenes. That's going to be pretty interesting. I'm starting a members uh, membership program on my YouTube channel very soon. It's going to cover a bunch of things behind the scenes that people just don't get to see. And that's going to be coming up pretty soon. Also, this is episode 76. We got Brian and Brooke. Brian went over to Brooke School and was doing a trike transition. Uh, transition like going from where I was just talking about dieting over to what we're doing here on the podcast so that was a little bit of a transition I fly foot launch primarily but I also have the trike extension that goes onto the angel frame and I've also flown a bunch of different trikes because you know it seems like something I wanted to do um, last year and this year and instead of getting my own dedicated trike, I am getting uh, just a couple of different extensions. I'm going to be getting different paramotors, different extension like the uh, retractor trike and other extensions that go onto your regular foot launch. So if you foot launch and you want to go to wheel launch, it's really easy to do. All you have to do is get up with Brooke or somebody else that does the trike transition. And like I said, you know, if you want to go and do some uh, paracamping or you want to do a long distance, you know, XC, but you don't want to carry that extra weight of fuel on your back. Well, it's easy. Just slap it on a couple of wheels and go. This is, <laughs> this is one of the things I was talking to one of my friends this morning about is that think about this. If you wanted to go on a long distance flight, like some sort of XC, it, you top off your gas tank at uh, five gallons. Um, you have a little bit bigger wings, so you can, you know, fly, you know, it's more lift. You can fly faster or further 
with less energy, you, uh, you need some gas, you land in a field, you pack up your wing, and now you drive your trike, your, your paramotor trike, over to the gas station, you fill up, right? You put in your, your two-stroke oil, and uh, you trike back to your LZ, or wherever you landed, where you want to take off from, lay out your wing and go. Instead of humping that darn paramotor, walking it, to the gas station and back to your LZ, it seems like it'd be a little bit more fun to actually go through drive-through on a trike. I think it'd be right, I mean, I think it'd be cool, which is something I might have to do in the future because going through drive-through on your paramotor trike is, I don't know, is, is there a video out there? If there is, let me know in uh, uh, descriptions below. Um, I think that you can make a yeah yeah you can comment below in this and uh, you know send me a send me a message over at ppggrandpa at gmail.com and say hey and also send me a message over at ppgzone.com that's that's a place for paramotor pilots or wannabe pilots uh, instructors or anybody paramotor or trike ppgzone.com we'll see you over there and without further ado thank you very much for listening to this long intro and here we are with Brian and Brooke on the trike transition. Have a great day and fly safe. Transition, going from regular foot launch over to a trike. So let's go ahead and introduce uh, everybody that's right here on the panel. If you guys want to be introduced, make sure you turn on your your video because I just see uh, five of us right now. So let's go ahead and talk with um, uh, Brian Haybill Waller. Uh, he's going to be talking about his trike transition today. Uh, Brian, tell us a little bit about yourself and how can we get up with you and watch your shenanigans online. Yeah, thanks to my good buddy, uh, PPG Grandpa. I got a website, PPG Brian, and uh, I gave it to somebody at Lowe's a day. They went and hooked me up immediately and subscribed. How awesome is that? That's awesome. And, yeah, no doubt. But I, I'm addicted to paramotors, and uh, the, that's the truth. <laughs> I got into paramotors in 2019. I flew for about six months, and I kicked the hay bale, broke my leg. I was down for three months. Um, almost bought trike gear at the time, um, but I was going to have to buy all new gear, and I decided I'd just wait. Three months later, I got back up foot launching and uh, ended up getting my wheels just recently, and we we're about to talk all about that. But I trained down at Lake Wells, Florida, at Aviator, um, great group of folks down there, and uh, I meet a lot of friends all around the, the country, and I've been to a few fly-ins lately. Uh, got to meet some of these people I've been meeting online. And just uh, just living life, man. Just uh, loving life. Absolutely. And once you, once you start uh, flying, you, you you just feel the same way. I mean, I feel the same way. That's all I want to do is fly paramotors, and talk about paramotors, which is why you know I wear shirts. Warning: May talk about paramotors, and it's so true. That's all I want to do is talk about paramotors. We also got uh, Brooke uh, Sheffield in the house. Uh, you also know him as ppgpirate.com. Uh, Brooke, tell us a little bit about yourself and how we can get up with you. Uh, yeah, I'm Brooke Sheffield, um, PPG Pirate. PPGPirate.com goes to my YouTube. Um, I operate Red Pill Paramotor, a uh, new company I just started doing uh, training. Uh, Brian and I, like I said, or like he said, we both trained at Aviator. Um, so I kind of come from that school. Um, since then, I've gotten my uh, license to teach. I've gotten my tandem license and basically immersed myself in paramotors since uh, I learned to fly at Aviator. And uh, yeah, other than um, farming for a living, which is what I do, which provides me access to wonderful fields to fly from, 
Um, I'm into paramotor as an addiction, kind of like most of the guys here. So, uh, yeah, you can reach out to me uh, via the web. Check me out at ppgfire.com. Um, I'm transitioning my old website, wheelsupnc, to redpillparamotor.com. So that'll be out here in the next few days. Well, yeah, check me out on Facebook, Brooks Sheffield, Red Pill Paramotor. And uh, I'm usually here um, a couple of times on the chats and stuff. So glad to be here tonight to talk about uh, training with Brian. Absolutely. And definitely appreciate you being here. We also got Never Trust the Skinny Chef Shane. You know him as ppgshane.com. He also has a uh, a podcast on Tuesday nights that we listen to, hanging out with uh, Shane on Tuesday nights. Uh, Shane, tell us a little bit about yourself and um, uh, your paramotor experiences. Well, I went to school in 2000, well, the end of 2019. Um, so I've been flying about a year and a half now. At four, I went to school at Four Winds uh, PPG. Um, my, my love for my school, my teachers is like Brian with, with uh, aviators. Um, you know, it's, it is what it is. I've, I've been, I've got over 300 flights now, 125 or so hours on my motor. And I just got my first wing inspection on, on just, I just got my wing back from an, ex- Jesus. <clears throat> this is what happens when you don't start drinking until eight o'clock. I just got my wing back from inspection and uh everything looks good uh got new brake lines got them shortened tried to fly that at aviators uh what two weekends ago and my first flight was a little sketchy brakes were really tight (laughs) i wasn't so sure about it but everything worked out everything's good um outside of that you can find me at ppgshane.com or never trust the skinny chef shane on youtube all right. And don't forget on Tuesday nights, we uh, hang out with Shane at ppgshane.com. So if you haven't been over there, make sure you go over to ppgshane.com and uh, subscribe, hit that bell notification. We also got Linda Anderson in the house, and we all know her as uh, the mom, the paramom. So she is the paramomusa.com. Welcome. She's also our cheerleader. Yeah. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself, Linda. And, um, you know, how. Are you ever going to fly? Are you going to go tandem or anything like that? I'm going to do tandem. I probably won't be flying, but I sure want to try tandem. Yes, I do. I'm watching everybody at the flying in Michigan. It was so much fun. I was feeling the vibe. I'm like, oh, my gosh. I'm like right here seeing everybody fly. It was so exciting. It was so much fun. If only we had someone who knew how to or was, you know, certified to fly a tandem trike on the panel (laughs) and and able to take you up in the air. That'd be really awesome. I wish we knew somebody. I know. I know. Gee, I wonder who. We might, we might have to, we might have to ask a little bit later, but Lynn Anderson, she's our cheerleader. If you yeah. want to get up with her, go to paramomusa.com. And she is, she's also the one that books people. So if you want to be on the show, just get up with her, um, paramomusa.com forwards to yeah. her Facebook page. Just get up with her and say, Hey, I want to be on the show. We also got, I know. Right. And we also got uh, JP Tulo, jptulo.com. He's our senior network engineer. And if you want to be on the spinning wheel of winning things, are you able to do that today or not? Yeah, we can, uh, if we, uh, keep it quick. All right. All right. So we'll we jet at the end of the hour, but okay. Uh, so, yeah. okay. So in one hour we're going to spin and, um, uh, if you want to be on the spinning wheel of winning thing, make sure you say hello to JP Tulo. Now tell us a bit about yourself. Don't you have a TikTok and you're kind of famous on that? I am borderline TikTok famous, kind of a big deal. I don't know how to say this. 
um, I, I do have uh, a little bit of a following, you know. So if you guys uh, get a chance, look me up on TikTok, JP Tulo. Um, I don't know. It's just something I try to have fun with. Uh, make some stupid videos, uh, throw the pets in there, whatever. Um, but yeah. Um, Predator Paramotor training alum, Chris Olbert in uh, Ohio here. Very happy with my training there. Um, yeah, just living the dream. I had an awesome flight yesterday. Got the cloud base. I had like this much fuel left and I was like, F it, you know, I'm just, I'm just going to plunder these babies. And, uh, I got a little <laughs> bit of cloud on my chin. I got cloud all over my sneakers, but, uh, oh man, I'm going to drop that video here shortly. And, uh, it was, oh, it, you can't, you can't even, the video doesn't do it justice, but you guys will see this video here in a minute. It's, uh, yeah, you don't know it. You, know, you, you <laughs> I, got it. I think we all totally understand the GoPros yeah. and we know. just do yeah. not capture what we truly see. Make sure no. you guys go over to jptulo.com. He's also at PPG JP com. We also got Doug Martin in the house. He's been on here a couple of times. He's been a guest a couple of times. Uh, he also was a foot launch and he also transitioned over to trike. Uh, Doug, tell us a little bit about yourself and what do you think about your, your triking experience now? Well, uh, <clears throat> I guess um, I'm an old guy that air motors a lot and that's pretty much it. But uh, really, so I'm I'm 360 hours in on this engine. Where I'm on my old engine, I'm two hours in on my new motor. Um, I've been at this now since 2018. Um, went through Michigan Power Paragliding. Uh, really, the luckiest thing for me is there's a fantastic set of resources right around me. So I've got uh, Fly My PPG, relatively local. I've got Kevin down at Fly at. Uh, I fly Indiana power paragliding. And so I've done a lot of training with those guys. Uh, about 300 hours in, had a relatively bad accident, put me out for a while. Um, I've got about 60 hours since the accident. All of those, except for five launches and five landings for all wheel. I went back this spring and just for the hell of it, got my PP1, PP2, PP11, PP21, and PP3. And I had to do foot launch and stuff for that. And uh, I, my transition to the trike was one of those things where I wasn't really sure I was going to like it. And uh, I kind of fought it the whole way. In all honesty, I love my retracted trike. It is the easiest thing in the world to launch and land and flying at your you're still flying full launch. You still have weight shift. All of that is still the same as it was before. So well, I'm really kind of digging the uh, the wheeled version right now. That's really cool. We'll definitely need to talk to you about the retracted trike and um, you know and how you like it. Uh, real quick in the chat, let's go ahead and say hi to some people. We got geriatric PPG, uh, JR Paramotor, Trike Flyer, David Ruff. Welcome, dude. Um, who else we got in here? Torqued off. Um, am I missing anybody? Chris Fenmore. Let's see, Dave Aller, Chris Fenmore. I already said that. Uh, Tyler Vowles. Will Fly, Kelby Cox, 
Um, we got a lot of people in here, uh, mainly Rovers, David Ruff. Oh, okay. Um, PPG Pirate still in here too, and he's on the panel, which is really awesome. Um, yeah. Anybody else? Jack Wallace and Shannon West. Welcome everybody. Thank you so much for being here. This is going to hey, be a Sean, yes. Is there a reason we our video is not showing? It says you you um, stopped it. Our video. Well, just go ahead and start it. It's no big deal. Oh, there we go. I, I just I just put you on there because when we had the gallery, I saw that you guys were in the back, so I didn't want to. Oh, okay. While, while you guys were, you know, making dinner. Or I was making stuffed mushrooms. Well, welcome, Shannon and Mickey. Glad that Thank you're you. here. Thank you very much. All right. Uh, tonight is all about trike transition. And uh, Brooke or Brian, who wants to go first and start talking about uh, trike transition? Brooke? Uh, he's on I mute. think he's... Brooke's still he's, on. He was pointing at me. I was pointing at him. That's funny. <laughs> okay. Well, well, well. I guess the oh, student. Oh, can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so, so we got a student. We got a teacher. So, who wants to go first, student or teacher? I, I don't it, mind jumping in, Brian. Um, <laughs> so, the the student is the teacher, and the teacher is the student in all of these situations. So, um, basically, I learned to trike within the last hundred hours. I fell in love with it. Um, immediately went down to one up and got my tandem certification and wanted to fine tune my trike skills with those guys because those guys know what they're talking about. And then ultimately it kind of clicked for me that the transition to trike is a very natural progression. It's a fairly easy progression for an experienced foot launch person. And it adds another element and layer to flying that just is another tool in your shed of tools to go out and enjoy the day. So um, I started teaching trike first with Brian's my first student. Um, super happy with way, the way things worked out. I've got an awesome um, piece of machinery for training. I love the Fly Products Vertigo. And so basically, yeah, put my first class together uh, with Brian this last weekend and uh, kind of just showcasing the things I've learned at 1UP and all the things I've kind of picked up from the different schools I've been training at. And, uh, yeah, I enjoy trike so much. Because it adds, again, that other layer of wheels where you can take off downwind, you can do crosswind stuff, you can land downwind, you can carry more fuel, you can carry gear. It's not um, in competition with foot launch, which is what I think a lot of people think, oh, I have to be one or the other. And so um, for me, it was just so exciting that I wanted to teach it. I wanted to share that experience with others. And Brian was uh, the first person I kind of got to do that with. And if you've seen the video he put together, it really quickly and nicely shows how fast a person can transition. And I think if you've got a decent amount of foot launch experience, even just 20 or 30 hours would be enough, if maybe even less. And you can transition to wheels very quickly. And uh, again, I just I don't like it when people get trapped in one way of doing things. And as a pilot that's just trying to learn as much as I can, the wheels have added that. And I'm just happy to share that with others. And uh, I'm kind of happy to see what Brian's doing with it already because um, I've seen a buddy of mine who has gone through an injury. Sometimes it's not as easy to get through the flying day. And he's like, you know, man, I want to carry more gear. I want to do this. I want to do that. And I think the trike is going to allow him to do that. I've already seen him get really excited. And it already adds this new layer of flying to his gear and his whole – set up so um again trike is awesome 
and uh, I'm just excited to be doing it. Well, we definitely appreciate you being here and talking about everything that you do. Um, while we're listening to Brooke and Brian, is uh, JP, can you roll some uh, some B-roll in the background with them, uh, you know, rolling the, on the trike? If you yeah, would, that'd be yeah. awesome. Just one second. So, Brooke, real quick, what kind of um, – now, I know that there's retractor trikes and there's uh, trikes that bolt on to – to your existing paramotor. So you can actually use your paramotor to go foot launch, then uh, clip on a, a, a trike to your paramotor and go trike if you want to, pretty much like I do with, with, my, uh, with my Angel. Um, there are dedicated trikes though, correct? So how does that work and what's the difference between the, the add-ons and the actual trikes themselves? Yeah, so you've got a lot of different options in the market. Even with trikes, you can also jump to quads. So there's three wheels and four wheeled wheel options. But the big thing to really, I think, to differentiate and separate are probably those fixed trikes versus the ones that clamp on. And what you're typically going to see is a lot of these fixed trikes where they're dedicated to triking, they're going to have these higher hang points, these fixed bars, and you're going to attach there as opposed to these ones that clamp on or take your typical foot launch uh, equipment and add wheels to it, they're going to still use your weight shift swing arms. So in the trike quad world, you've kind of got what I see are these two options, sticking with the weight shift swing arms or going over to the fixed uh, hang points. And so for my way of teaching, what I want to do, I know a guy who's coming from foot launch has experience with his swing arms, has experience with that, but what they don't have experience with is the wheels and some of the uh, that launching with the wing coming up under throttle. And so I like to use the dedicated trike to get the practice going because what it does, and especially on my unit, I have a cage that goes around the back that protects the back of the prop from getting the lines in from the wing. So my unit, which is the Vertigo from Fly Products, I don't know if JP could pull one of those up sometime but either way what i've taken is a unit that is extremely safe has a low center of gravity it has a cage to protect the back of the prop from any of the lines coming down and what this does it also has a assist so it takes a lot of variables out for the new trike student and so they're not holding the a's they don't have to worry about the lines hitting the back of the cage and so what I want to do for a pilot that has experience with foot launch is get them on a trike and set them up for success so we don't damage their ego, we don't damage their confidence. And what we can do is we can work back towards getting those clamped-on units or those swing-arm units. But in the beginning, I work with a dedicated trike with high fixed points for hanging and um, a lot of protection and gear that really allows the student to focus on the fundamentals and not have to worry about damaging equipment or is it going to work right. Ultimately, a student that has foot launch skills and has the skills to use, use the, the, um, um, the dedicated trike can easily transition over to the return. We, we got some, we got some really, got some really bad, bad echo. Yeah, I don't know why that just happened. Let me fix that. <clears throat> Brian, I think we're sharing. He always echoes when he shares. I don't know why. Um, Is that JP, better? Yeah, I, th I think it was uh, Brian. 
It could be. Brian shared when he shares, it always echoes. There's just something going on that's weird over there. Uh, JP, are you able to do that or? Yeah, I had to restart. Hang on just one second. No problem. Go ahead. Not on my computer, so. I know, right. All right, go ahead, Brooke. I'm sorry. Yeah, we're good. Here we go. But but yeah, basically, um, in, in our school, what we do is we stick to the dedicated trike that kind of takes away some of those issues for a new student. And then once we get a lot of success and we get some taxis and some flights in, then we can switch over to those trikes that are a little bit more like foot launch because they just don't have the confidence building, at least in my opinion, that the dedicated trikes do. They do fly just as easy. They launch just as easy. They taxi just as easy. But again, ultimately, I want to remove any variables that can uh, cause issues when building the confidence of that pilot that's starting out. So again, for me, there's your, uh, your cage there. Great. I can see how you're, the back of the, the cage is protected there. Yeah. Um, from the lines right there. That's what you're talking yeah, about the to keep the lines about, from falling in. We eventually remove that cage. So this trike allows us to work the student up through a progression. So we can even remove the A assist. We can take the back cage off. But ultimately, the state-of-the-art equipment, I think, is what allows us to be successful uh, in training. And I think Brian uh, is just proof of that because he, I think he had a great experience because he didn't have to worry about damaging anything. And, uh, and that's what allows you to kind of go out there and kind of give it your all with a little more confidence. Why would you want to remove the ASS? Uh, well, if you want to remove the ASS, that can be better training for when you jump to a unit that has no A assist at all. Okay. So I like, again, I love this trike because I can jump in it. The only thing I got to do is grab the throttle and the brakes, hammer it and go. There's not a lot of thinking. There's not a lot of worrying about holding anything. The trike is built to do a lot of the work for you. And again, that's just what I like in this particular piece of training equipment. So um, I'm going to always train on this piece of equipment um, until I, get the student comfortable and then we can work towards other equipment. But again, I love the fly products vertigo. It's also what aviator uses to train on trike and a lot of other people because of the particular um, set of details and things it has built into it. It looks like right now we got uh, Brian on the screen. So if you're listening to this right now, you might want to go over to clearproptv.com and watch this. This is really good as far as watching. I know that you enjoy listening to it. But uh, Brian, can you tell us what's going on real quick? Can you uh, walk us through? Yeah, right now I'm taking my very first trike flight ever. Uh, Brooke totally set me up for success with gear. the thought that I didn't have to worry about damage and riser lines when I screwed up the kiting or taxiing. Um, so at, at this point, I'm flying, man, and, and I'm, I'm going, woohoo! I'm in the air. I'm realizing I don't have quite as much climb out rate as I did uh, with my foot launch unit, but I got plenty of clear area ahead of me. And uh, I'm just flying. I'm taking instruction over the uh, radio from Brooke. Um, he has a spotter flying around me in a foot launch unit named Chris. Uh, he's keeping an eye on me too when I get out of sight of the LZ. And uh, yeah, it's, it's a beautiful place to fly too up in the mountains. This is an incredibly beautiful place. We're driving up there. It's just all, you know, pretty steep mountains. I'm from Alabama, Flatlanders. So this is in North Carolina, it's a pretty good mountains. 
and uh, it just opens up into this nice valley along this beautiful river, um, an incredible location to, to go learn and fly. I just wish I had more time. You know, there's not a whole lot of area to fly and, and to, you know, stay away from houses. Um, I try to stay over trees and that kind of thing and, you know, stay away from the houses and just concentrate on flying the machine. But the, the, the thing about the A-assist that you asked about, man, that's huge. Um, I'm, I'm really thinking about maybe potentially getting a unit like this with, with the A-assist and, and whatnot and the, the confidence that that gives you. Um, basically, all you got to do is hold your hands in the right position, lay your wing out pretty well, and uh, just gun it, go, and then make a few corrections on the wing and, and then fly. Um, it's, it's super simple. You don't have to worry about holding those A's or letting go of them early enough. Um, there's if, breaks. Uh, this. Correct me if I'm wrong. If you're on a big enough wing, like a tandem wing, for example, you might not be able to be strong enough to hold those A's. Is, is that correct bro yeah that's true like if you're pulling up a 38 or a 42 millimeter wing there can be a lot of pressure on the arms and uh -huh. so when you move up to the bigger units especially with bigger motors and bigger wings those a assists are crucial and if you look at the wings that are dedicated to larger trikes or trike flying they typically will have a connection there to the a uh mallion where you can clip right in so, um, so yeah, I think when people look at those bigger tracks, they're going to find that they uh, they ultimately are safer and easier to use when they have the A assist attached. Yeah. Now, is that just is that just connecting to the uh, speed bar mallion? Yeah. Um, on this particular wing, for a non-trike dedicated wing, and what I mean by that is, if the manufacturer makes it for a trike, sometimes you will see. Um, a particular attachment point. If you're using a regular wing that's also foot launch, all you connect to is a speed bar attachment. But um, again, you'll, you'll refer to your owner's manual because each wing is a little different. But a regular foot launch, yes, goes right to the speed bar attachment. Interesting. Yeah, I was actually pretty yeah. worried about that, um, you know, because I didn't, you know, I didn't have to pull the A's on this and I had no idea how much harder it was going to pull back on my arms in a sitting position versus a kind of, uh, uh, you know, taking off running position for a foot launch that you would do. And, uh, I was, I was, you know, I've had shoulder surgery a couple of times. I'm worried about tearing that labrum and you know, my, how far my arms going to flex back. Um, the first time I kited my mojo, I started out with my, uh, my mojo wing, my a rated wing that I got a year and a half ago. The first time I kited that, um, I realized that wasn't really going to be a problem. There's occasionally there's a little tug, it's kind of hard when the prop wash first hits the wing. Uh, but for me, it was not an issue. <clears throat> Once I realized that, then uh, it gave me the confidence to really give it the gas and, and hold on to that and go. And not once have I felt my hands go back and hit the hoop yet. I've had several people ask me about hoop flex. Um, now, when I say that, I'm flying the retractor trike. That's what I bought uh, for my Parajet. Um, when I left class, I was not able to fly that in class. Weather conditions didn't cooperate. Uh, long enough for me to get my taxi practice um, with good winds, but I was able to take it home and do my taxi in on a runway in the front yard, and and it just went super easy. Um, once the wing came up, you know that little tractor trike, um, I kited the wing a couple times. I felt like I got a little light, and one of my wheels lifted up, 
So one of my back wheels lifted up a little bit. So at that point, it was already getting dark. And I decided, you know, let's do a good equipment check. And, uh, you know, so the next morning I did a, a good equipment check and, and I was able to fly it uh, basically a day later. Um, and I got that video. I, I was going to plan on sharing it, some of it, um, if that'll work without the echo. But <clears throat> I did get one flight in this morning with my new retractor trike. And, man, I love it. it it's just like Doug Martin was saying. There's hardly any difference in the dynamics of foot launch flying. It, I don't feel any much less lift or takeoff. Um, I really feel like once you put the, the front wheel in that it just, uh, it flies just like foot launch. Um, I had to adjust my hang points. I found, figured that out after the first taxi. And after I adjusted my hang point, um, cause I put on a little weight after I broke my leg plus, uh, the 20 or tractor trike is 20 pounds as well. Um, then the front wheel came off the ground and I was able to climb out. No problem. You can see me coming in here. Yep. Now, uh, with that, with the addition of the, how much does the retractor uh, trike weigh, Brian? Can you use uh, your your standard wing and everything with that? Oh, Brian just walked away. Yeah, I think he said it was. He's just got twenty two pounds. pounds. Yeah, and it's a twenty two pounds on retractors. There are three nothing. versions of it. You can, you can on fly here. So. Apply uh, your standard wing. They have a real lightweight wheel set. My mine's only sixteen pounds. Um, if you go to nice. the bigger wheel set, it's twenty. I think the the beach wheel set's about twenty seven. So okay, yeah, mine's twenty one point something pounds. Well, I, um, I, I'm a weight weenie. I went tubeless. I went with the lightweight wheels, and I'm got right. down to it was the nineteen pound one. I got down to sixteen. So. Well, yeah, when, you, when you see these trikes, you know, land, they always land with the wing going to the side. I know that if you don't trike and you just foot launch, you know, the thought of it going down to the side, it's like, okay, I did something wrong. So uh, tell us a little bit about how you, um, you know, land and w the way that the uh, motor and everything needs to angle and how you're supposed to uh, set your, your wing down for people that don't trike yet. Yeah, so um, actually there's a great video out there that I would encourage people who are interested in tracking to check out. Um, I believe it's from the uh, Scout Paramotor guys. I believe Miro is the gentleman's name. But he has a video out that really, really focuses and talks about the angle on the trike so far as where the prop needs to go. Um, and if you look at this, this um, Vertigo trike, it's really good at showing um, it's got a very different angle as opposed to what the retracted track does. And so one thing that a lot of people don't realize is that when you're throttling up, that prop wash is flowing over the wing. If you look at the prop angle design on the vertigo trike, you'll notice that instead of being straight like this, it's kind of tilted back. So when you give the initial throttle, the wind and the air is blowing not at the wing, but actually at almost like a 30 or 45 degree angle above it. So short story, go to the video um, from Miro, from Scout, where they discuss trike prop angles, and you will see some great information that will maybe be a little bit contrary to what you would think when looking at it. So um, that video is what allowed me to really um, – 
hone in on the vertigo as the trike I wanted to do for training because it does not create a prop wash issue for the uh, the wing as bad as the retracted trike and some of the trikes do that keep the paramotor foot launch in the same position as they do on your back. So one, I would encourage people to look at that video to understand the differences between the angles of the prop. Now, in regards to landing, like you see in the video, we really want to uh, bring that wing out of the wind. So, uh, and there's a number of reasons for that. What we typically do, or at least what I was taught to do and what I personally do and what I train to do is that you'll, you'll bring the wing down and you're still in a taxi at that point once you're landing. And then you'll be able to kill the motor and you're steering the wing out of the wind. So you're trying to get the leading edge out of the wind so that when you're stopped and the wing is on the ground, a gust or more wind could not come back through and catch the wing and particularly maybe roll you over or give you that turtle. So, and I have had that happen to me one time before I really learned the intricacies and kind of tricks of the trade of trike flying. So as you'll see in the videos, I show and teach Brian to bring the machine down, taxi it to where you want it, and then kill the motor. And then you'll bring the wing down with one brake. And as the wing turns out of the wind, you'll kind of also turn the trike out of the wind. What that does again, is it disables the wing in a manner that allows it to no longer be accessible to a gust that would turn you over or flip you over. Um, and so that's the, the, the typical way that I train to land and how I was trained at one of the ventures. All right. It's uh, 30 minutes past the hour. Um, is there any questions from the chat or the panel that we need to address? I saw a couple questions in there, but one thing I'll say about the trike that's made it so easy to land was the power on landings. Um, it's just, you know, I was taught, you know, basically, you know, foot launch, you're 100 feet high, whatever. You're not going to make many corrections. You're not going to do anything. It's going to take energy out of the wing. You'll maintain all that energy in the wing till you get to the ground, and you have to be good at spot landing to put it down where you want to. With the trike, just kind of come in with a little throttle on and, you know, you just slowly back off on it when you're a foot or two off the ground. And I've got some experience landing fixed wing aircraft. So that helped me with the thought of flying it to the ground with power. Um, so it's so much easier to land. Um, you can come in with a little tailwind. You just come in faster. No big deal. You got wheels. Ride it out. Do you, you, know? do you flare at the end? Uh, a little bit, yeah. When, you, when you're when you're coming in, I mean, you're feeling the brakes. You're adding a little brake pressure as you're starting to get closer to the ground. So you want to be able to feel that wing. Um, you're you're on the throttle a little bit, and and you're just you just slowly back off on the the gas until your wheels are touching the ground. I, I mean, I hardly ever did touch and goes foot launching. Um, usually because I was always flying in no wind conditions, and you have to run your butt off to do them. I see people that are smaller and do them with a little bit of a headwind and they make it look so easy. Me, I'm like, I'm going to fly as long as I can fly. When I land, I'm landing, you know, and then, uh, but with wheels, it's so easy. I mean, my first flight today with a tractor track, my, my goal was to basically see what it's like launching and landing. So touch and goes was the obvious thing to do, but I did seven or eight of them in about 30 minutes, man. And, and uh, I'm glad I checked my hang points. 
Uh, there was a question in the chat about the retractor track. If once you retract it all the way in, and I did try that on my first flight. Um, how hard is it to get back out or do you have to take it back out to land? Uh, yes, you have to take it back out to land. Uh, when you retract it in, and I don't know if I have a good video showing, I, I think I've got one, but it probably won't do a good job sharing. Um, basically, when the front wheel is retracted in, it's directly underneath your feet or your knees under your seat. Um, there's a metal tube sticking out behind underneath the prop, and that's going to be the first thing that hits the ground if you land with the retract the, the wheel back, and it's not going to be pretty, I don't think. Um, so all you do is with your feet, reach back around the feet pedals, and then use your leg muscles just to push it right back out. Super easy to do. And then you put your feet on it and land. So it's, it really doesn't affect the dynamics of how it flies very much. Um, I felt like on my very first flight, it was a little bit boaty, but that's because I went back to my mojo probably versus flying my spider. Um, so the next step is to try my spider on this retractor track and see what I think. Uh, but it doesn't add enough weight that it pushes me out of the, I have to get a bigger wing. You know, thank goodness. Hey, hey, Sean, there's a bunch of questions in the chat. I said that earlier, but my thing was on mute. So <clears throat> Shannon West wanted to know, Doug Martin, was your accident due to paramotoring? And then there was how much, go, oh, Doug, go ahead and answer that one. And then I get the other question here. It was, it was related to paramotoring. It wasn't a good evening, but I'm back at it. So, All right. Um, how much does the uh, retract the trike cost? Retail $1,600. All right. And we already talked about the weight. Um, I'm just scrolling back through here. I had to go all the way back to the top because there was a couple that I seen. And I thought you guys were ignoring me. Apparently, I muted myself. You said I never sounded better, though. Got it. <laughs> yeah. Well, for, for the record, Brian, um, for the record, I have I have foot landed my retracted trike four times just to make sure I could do it. But really? You can come in regular foot, keep the wheel back enough. I can foot drag it. Um, it's amazing. What? You have to know it's there, but you can actually foot land the retracted trike if you had to. I got a background in engineering. I'm trying, trying to find a picture, but that strap that holds the front, the two straps in the back, solid, man. No worries. The strap in the front, there's an eye bolt. There's a, you can adjust the tension of it. And right at the, that's the weakest point. Your seat hits right against it. My thought is if that strap breaks, the only thing you have left is the two straps on the back that the back of the frame were attached to that so if, if i'm flying this way basically my front wheel can fall and hang straight down and there's nothing you do about it. and if it does that metal bar from the tractor trice going straight into the prop so you're going down it is oh uh, so you're, you're you know if that happens if that one strap breaks your prop's gonna break and you're gonna have to land with this thing down that so no. I see it as a weak point, and I'm going to reinforce it with a, uh, a safety cable myself. Well, for the record, the, the I'm, I'm flying a SkyMax. The SkyMax is the cable to the front part of it, but it has four Velcro straps on each corner. So it's supported in all four corners of the frame, and then the cable set is there as the 
the main tension uh, main tension on it. So I feel a little better knowing it has four attachment points other than that one. But yeah, I, I don't feel too comfortable in mine. Um, I'm always going to be thinking about it and what's going to happen when it breaks. So I know I'm going to add some sort of secondary safety strap to mine. Uh, I'm sure that's going to make a video at some point. But uh, I've taken some video of my concerns with, with this one, uh, with that particular part of the design. And I've done what I could in adjusting the strap to mitigate that pressure. Um, but, but that being said, you know, it's, it's a weak point. And if that one singular weak point fails, it's probably going to be a bad day for a landing, you know. So – do we know if any uh, of these retractor trikes or these clip-on type of trikes have failed? Because I haven't heard of any of them failing or, or breaking. No, that's, that's me overthinking stuff. I'm being honest with you. It's me overthinking things as an engineer. That's the type of person I am. I overanalyze things. Uh, when I went down to aviator train, man, I was nervous about flying under a bed sheet. And uh, when I found out how, much, how many pounds each one of those riser lines will hold, my fears were alleviated, but I know that that's a weak point on this. And uh, just based on the dynamics of how paramotors fly, if that front strap breaks, the only thing holding it up is the back two straps and it's going to pivot down and just hang by gravity. So, it, you know, it's something to consider. I'm sure the, the designers have thought about it and, and for sure uh, I'm going to reinforce it myself personally. Somebody says zip ties, duct tape. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you said, yeah. It's, it's, it's a trade-off. I mean, you can spend thousands of dollars and get a dedicated trike that has, you know, more robust welds and, you know, heavier duty equipment. It's going to be more liable, say, or you can spend a little less money and adapt your gear that you already have that wasn't designed to be a trike into a trike. And that's basically what it is. Um, you know, they've, made this frame a lot of people are making their own and uh this parajet system even though the most 185s are on plenty of trikes uh, was not initially it was designed to be a foot launch unit right you know the parajet maverick so you know you you get you, you know there's there's trade-offs i don't have the a assist i have to hold my a's uh it's it's cheaper and it's lightweight it flies much more like foot launch um so I mean, I think, you know, it's, it's one of those things in life that, you know, you get to kind of have to, you know, pick your pick your better. What, what do you want the most of? You know, you want safety or you want performance or you, know, you want a sports car or, or you want a, you know, Cadillac. So. Well, I'm just what Brooke had said with uh, training on a fixed frame, high hang point. I got a chance to do both. And. If you're going to teach somebody how to launch a wing, how to taxi, how to get under everything and make it nice and stable, by all means, a high hang point frame style paramotor or trike is by a, is a better teaching tool. In flight, having the weight shift and everything available is fantastic. And that's mm -hmm. the one thing I really did miss when I was flying the framed units. Now I'm in the process of looking for a tandem unit myself. And uh, that'll be a full frame setup. So again, it's just slightly different, but uh, for training purposes, by all means, I think your first ten hours should be on a fixed frame trike. I have one question, real quick though. Uh, I know that when you're doing a launch, 
on a trike, there's a lot of pressure on the hoop. Are there some paramotors that you would not recommend putting a retractor trike on because of the hoop and why? Anything titanium is fine. Brooke, there's a lot of trikes out there you got to watch out for. If it has carbon spars, if you can walk around the back of your trike and flex any bit of that cage or the back of your paramotor or trike, if that cage flexes by hand, I think you've got a potential issue. Um, again, that's why all the tracks I use are the, the Vertigo or Fly products, because if you look at the cage on it, it's so beefy. And if, for instance, if you look at the Fly products units that are foot launched, but they switch over where you can convert them, they have adjustable straps that hook up to the cage and tighten down to the frame. So I think there is an inherent design in most all the foot launch paramotors that exposes a risk of cage flex. Does that mean there are some out there that don't flex? Yes, those are probably the titanium ones or the stronger ones that are out there. But ultimately, each cage out there needs to be tested. If a dealer sells you something and says it can fly with a trike, that doesn't mean it won't flex. Um, our good buddy James Sutherland was sold a trike from a dealer. I don't know who the dealer was. I don't know the brand of trike, but it was a trike in general. And it was flexing and breaking props and cages immediately. So um, I think you should look at your equipment and make those purchases and decisions um, with as much information as possible. But any foot launch paramotor probably has some tendency to have a cage flex. And that's where I would put some um, energy into figuring out what you need to do there. Is there some place that we can go to ask? Is I mean, we can ask you, is that correct? If we have a paramotor that we want to convert over to a retractor trike, would it be uh, wise to get up with you, Brooke? Yeah. At the same time, it's, um, it's always wise to stick by the manufacturer's suggested stuff. So if you're buying a retractor trike, which I like to purchase mine from Sky Sports USA or from my, my trainer, if I were a student, um, if you look at their website, they're going to tell you what it fits. So I, I like to stick with the recommendations. I like to stick with what they're made to do. Um, and I like to stick with what the recommendations are from the manufacturers. So while you can modify and make your own stuff, um, if you're going to get a recommendation from me, it's going to be what the manufacturers say because I basically follow the rules by the book. Yeah, that's, that's a very good point, man. I just literally got in the trikes. I've already had two people ask me, you think we can convert that retractor trike to fit my unit? I, I mean, I can't believe it. I mean, already and they know what my background is. Like, oh, you know, you know, you know, somebody can well, you know, you know, it's just not worth it. Um, in my opinion, for something that you, you're, you're flying, uh, if it's a motorcycle going down the road or something, that's another thing. But if you're in the air, I think aviation has to be held to a little higher safety standard. For me, in my life, um, I, you know, I prefer to have that extra safety. Absolutely. Um, any other questions in the chat? Not yet. If I did, I missed it. 
Um, want to say thank you very much to uh, Kent Stamey. Dropped $20 into the Super Chat. And also Geriatric uh, PPG dropped $10. We appreciate you very much. Uh, the money that you donate, uh, we just bring it back and we get gifts and uh we send them out back to you uh, and that's why we do the spinning wheel of winnie things so hey, we thank you very much yes hey, hey sean you said some who kent stamey i never heard of that guy is he new i know i think <laughs> he's uh, i think he's kentstamey.com and you can check him out he said hello pair fam and thanks hey bill for coming to nc and not stopping by ha ha <laughs> Yeah, I got a, few, got a few of those too, man. I got my, my wingman is in North Carolina. I need to just go spend like two weeks in North Carolina flying with people, seriously. Um, but life gets busy. I'm sorry. And uh, I will definitely try to hit you up next time, Drew. Hey, Brian, if I if I get somebody to watch my dogs, I got uh, the 24th to the 29th off, just so you know. I, I mean, if I could just find my neighbor to come over to let my dog out a couple of times or dogs. Yeah, I can make come them on, outside. Dogs. I'm saying, come on, man, come come to Waldan Field. I got, I got, I got, got wheels. We got, you know, a couple, couple planes, maybe. Um, we got a runway, but afternoon thunderstorms in Alabama ain't much better than Florida, though, man. It's, it's hit or miss every afternoon. We got a ten dollar donation from Bradley uh, Beck. And Will Fly says, because Shane and Brian are wearing cool T-shirts. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Uh, um, I should have worn mine, yeah. but I did. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, got him. Appreciate the shirt, Will. No doubt. Very cool. That's what we call a slow burn. It just keeps giving and giving. <laughs> but, you know, a little bit more about the class and, and the, the facilities that he put me in. Um, it was a great LZ. Uh, it was right on a river. It was in a valley. There's lots of other people flying paramotors and hot air balloons in the area. It's just a great location. You can bring your white water gear. You can bring your fishing gear. Uh, there's RV hookups on the right beside the airstrip uh, for 30 and 50 amp units. So I think Brooks got it worked out where camp is included in your, your, your cost of training. Uh, just a great place great people and uh i don't think you're gonna go wrong um getting into paramotors definitely uh getting the wheels was 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 kind of on my to-do list for the last year it shouldn't have taken me so long honestly uh a year ago when i broke my leg uh what's the date the 14th yeah four more days will be my one-year anniversary by the way i'll be dropping wow. the video already that is one year later hey bell kicking one year later <laughs> wow but, uh, hey uh torqued off here, man. twenty dollars all right tor torqued off just donate twenty dollars on us guys can hear or did hear oh, okay thank you very much torqued off we appreciate you um also thank too i guys. saw in the chat nick griffith said if i use a trike i would buy the stabilizer bar for cage flex most manufacturers have them so what is a stabilizer bar for cage flex does anybody know yeah so you'll see and i wouldn't say most manufacturers have them i would say there are a few out there um because i don't see them on the majority of the units that i use or any of the stuff i've seen in the last <clears> year um, but basically you've got your hoop and there's a bar that'll go across in the back. James Sutherland had to manufacture his own version of it 
just to stop his cage from flexing. And um, I think some manufacturers have just realized, hey, if we add a support bar here across the hoop, um, it can help for these guys who are doing trike transition. So, um, again, I don't, I don't necessarily see it as a widespread option on most units, but I do think it is an option on a few that you do see out there. Now, now, when you said it goes across the back, does it go across the back like where the prop is, or or how, how does no? That uh, imagine, imagine like an additional spar that comes uh-huh. out from the frame and basically spans from one side of the hoop circle across the other, but located um, forward enough so that the prop is not hitting it. Um, I don't, I don't have access to a picture I'd show you, but. I believe PAP has a good one on theirs. Yeah. PAP, I believe, on James's unit um, has one. I don't think theirs is actually an addition. It's part of the actual unit in general. But um, it's just a spar that spans across the circle. Instead of at angles out, it's across the whole, the whole circle, close to the radius. Yeah, I had several trike people point them out to me at these fly-ins. And I, I, I was not a trike pilot. Hadn't been paying a whole lot of attention uh, to the different trike designs out there. and uh, But they were pointing them out. They were pretty proud of them. So apparently they offer a lot more support uh, for the manufacturers that uh, put that in their design anyway. I'll definitely be looking at some more trikes. Um, Tandem might be my future. Uh, me, my main thing is, I, you know, my dad sees me flying these paramotors. He flies fixed wing. I think he's always kind of wanted to do it, but the thought of, you know, he can't foot launch, uh, carry that kind of weight on his back. And I tried to get him into trikes initially, but he, he thought it was too much work to lay out the wings and stuff versus just get in the plane and go. Um, he saved me flying around on this other trike, and I, I think he's getting a little bit more interested in it. So I'm, I'm going to try to, you know, push him if I can. If, 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 he, uh, if he'll get one, then I can get him in the air on one. That would be awesome, man. May, may even send him up there to Brooke to train or bring Brooke down here. <laughs> I'm coming down there because I want you guys to train me on uh, some other flying stuff. Heck yeah, man. Bring your hot air balloon, dude. We'll, we'll have a, a big day. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, Dorked off, donated 20, and DP donated some also. Would he donate uh, 10 bucks? Thank you so much, guys. Uh, definitely appreciate you. Yeah. Um, we're rolling Woo! up on 8 o'clock. Now, I still want to talk with you guys because this is great. How, how long do you guys have to talk about trike transition today? A little while longer. A while longer? Okay, because I know of that. Course. Okay, because I know that uh, JP has to go. And um, because you guys are so generous with um, uh, your donations, we're going to be giving away two T-shirts today. So thank you very much, guys. You're really helping us out. And uh, um, whenever JP is ready to spin, just go ahead and spin whenever you're ready. Um, we're going to just take two, uh, the first two. Make sure you guys go over to clearproptv.com and... Fill out that form. Let us know that you won a T-shirt tonight. So um, thank you for everyone that's donated. Ken Stamey, Geriatric, PBG, um, Brad, Bradley Beck will fly twerked off DP. You guys have helped uh, generate a couple of T-shirts to give away. So thank you. So go ahead and spin the wheel as we continue to talk. 
with um, Brian Haybill Waller and Brooke Sheffield, PPG Pirate.com. Hey, real, real quick. I have a question. Oh, sorry. Real quick, I just wanted to say Jim CR120 met him again at uh, Melbourne Beach, where him, a lot of the guys from Aviators, um, Eric Farewell, and all them were at the beach the other day. Um, I believe Friday, and uh, Jim got his first beach flight in, and uh, apparently it went very well. I had to leave before it happened because I couldn't watch, and no, I'm just kidding, but I did leave before it happened, but yeah, he uh, he got his first flight in. I just want to say congratulations. Yay. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. This is from Brooke. This is from Brooke and Brian. Um, have Did you ever turn over the trike? Taking off. Yeah. No, taking off. I'm, again, if you need to be choosing proper conditions, if you are, if you're not making the right decision on conditions, I guess that's something that could happen to you. But um, no, I've never had any issue with taking off and, and doing that um, because I don't fly in really, really high wind. What are the best winds to fly trike? Do you believe, Brooke? Um, well, again, I'm, I'm a mountain flyer, so my wind conditions would be a little bit different than others. Um, but I would say in general, if we're assuming that we're on flat ground and we're just talking about the maneuvering on the ground, you know, I'm a six to eight, <coughs> probably at the most when you're getting to 10 and 12 miles an hour on the ground, that's when the trike can be turtled over. Or if you don't have a really low center of gravity, or it's not a very heavier trike, you could have issues, especially if you have a large wing. So um, if you're in Florida where it's flat land and the winds are laminar, yeah, you can take a little more wind. And when you do pull that wing up, the trike does have wheels, so it can roll backwards. But um, I, again, I choose probably six to eight, mile, eight miles an hour as my max. So it's better to go with um, no wind at all, right? Well, especially for newer pilots, yeah, because no wind at all, basically you can point that trike and that wing in, that any, wing direction, in any direction and all you got to do is just go. Sounds sounds good. Um, let's go ahead in the wheel real quick so we can see who uh, wins these t-shirts and we will continue our podcast as long as Brian and uh, Brooke want to talk. So who's going to win? And also, and also too, guys, don't forget if you want to pre-order your uh, paramotor calendars, go to paramotorcalendar.com, go to tv.com. Mainly, mainly, mainly. Yeah, oh, the guy shows up for the first time ever and he's gonna win. Oh, and I capitalized wrong. Oh, ignore my my uh, typing error there. Oh man, awesome! Congratulations, Matt. Mainly Paramotors. He was actually uh, on our show at one time and uh, talked to us about his mainly Paramotors. We we need to talk with him more too. <sighs> Find out what's going on with him. Yeah, I hope his... to go visit him uh, in in August after Moonshiners. Man, that's my goal. Go all, all the way up to Maine with the camper. 
That's so. a long trek. Well, I mean, it's not too far if you think about it. I mean, you know, where we are in Tennessee, we're almost we're almost there. Nah, nah, man. <laughs> it's we're almost there. I mean, might as well take your might as well take your paramount and fly from you know uh, moonshiners all the way up there. A, cu- a couple eighteen hour books on tape. You're there, man. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Mainly parameters uh, motors. Make sure you go over to clearproptv.com. Fill out that form. Let us know that you won a T-shirt. And uh, this is episode seventy-six with Brian Waller and Brooke Sheffield. We're going to spin the wheel one more time for the next winner. But don't go anywhere, guys, because we are going to continue to talk to Brian and Brooke as long as they want to about paramotor transitions. And also we're taking all your questions and hopefully answering them. So who's going to win this spin guys. Can't stand me. Can't stand me. Shannon West. DP. DP. Shannon West. Shannon DP. West. Uh, it's going to be DP. DP. Oh, he got a leg up on. uh... Yeah, he may be the newest pilot in the group, man. Yeah, congratulations, DP, the newest pilot. Um, Even though he is a foot launch, ppgfootlaunch.com, he decided to foot launch and not trike. Uh, DP, I put the the, um, uh, username and password or the ID and password for this meeting. Anybody that wants to join us, go ahead and join us uh, for the second hour for the after show. But it's going to be continuing to talk about the um, the trike transition. Congratulations, DP. Make sure you run over to clearproptv.com. Fill out that form. Yay. Anybody, any, we're not going to spend any more. But if you guys want some free stickers, go to clearproptv.com. Fill out the form. This is episode 76 and say you won free stickers. Yes, you get free stickers by just saying that you won and you fill out the form. How about that? I mean, is that the craziest thing ever? Crazy. JP, we got to do a group shot. Oh, good call, Linda. Thanks. That's why I'm here, babe. All right, let's go ahead and do our our thumbnail. See our thumbnails? Yeah, right there. Right there, right there, right there. There you um, go, Doug. If you want to be on the thumbnail, hurry up and jump on so you can be part of the thumbnail. Yeah, it's huge. This is like hey, Brooke, look at smile. Right Brooke, cheeseburger. <laughs> oh. <laughs> there we go, cheeseburgers. Perfect. Actually, we should say paramotors. Why am I saying cheeseburger? How about paramotor? Oh, Gosh. Wait, did we say <laughs> then, then we're saying paramotor. <laughs> did you get it? We have to. You want to hear something funny? Okay, go ahead. Let's have the whole group sing happy birthday again. Oh, <laughs> oh no. Uh, <laughs> Brooke, let's let's, let's yeah. refer to that to the last time that we did that. Hey, <laughs> David Perry just jumped on DP uh, PPG foot launch. You want to do another uh, thumbnail real quick since we got DP? I got time for one more. Ready? One, two, three. Ka-ching. Oh, I even get the shutter sound, man. <laughs> Now we know for sure that it popped up there. All right. So we are in part two. This is the after show. You guys are more than welcome to jump on. I know JP has to leave. We thank you, Mr. Uh, uh, Senior Network Engineer, for your for all the work by putting your name in there. So make sure you guys, you guys go over to ppgjp.com or jptulo.com. Check him out. Yep. Subscribe to his channel. Check out his TikTok because we got a TikTok famous people here. 
There's uh, a lot of people hopping on TikTok recently. I know Aviator Shed just started an account. Um, Flight Test, Buddy RC, it, it's picking up momentum. I mean, I don't, I don't know of anybody else that of note that is worth mentioning that started a TikTok account. Um, I, JB, I, think, I did, I did find a new, a new TikTok channel. It's pretty awesome. It's called uh, PPGShane.com. Oh, that's great. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's an up-and-comer. He's an up-and-comer. Up-and-comer. <laughs> oh if I can just get my cat, if I can just get my cat to swap my genitals, I'll be there in no time. <laughs> it's all it takes is one. <laughs> yeah, right? One mm. genital or one cat? Well, the more genitals, the more. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I made a TikTok account, but I haven't really done anything with it. I guess I need to throw some some stuff up on TikTok. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, Grandpa, you better get on it. I mean, but really, who <laughs> no, wants to be a grandpa fly a paramotor? How how not fun is that, right? It just I mean, takes just a, a few short clips. That's what makes it so awesome. Is it all it takes is a 10, 20 second clip? Doesn't take any time, not much effort. Just throw something together, put it on it. If it flops, whatever. You know, and the more content you have, it just it snowballs. So it uh, it's just for fun. Sure. So. Awesome. Well, thank you. All right, guys. We appreciate you. Absolutely, Thanks. always a pleasure. I will see you on. I don't think there's any good shows on tomorrow. So uh, whenever the next good show is, just well, kidding. Uh, it looks like you got a new call sign, according to Will Fly. There, uh, it looks like you're going to be uh, TikTok too low. TikTok too. Oh, I kind of like it. Ooh, I like it. it. You're going to have to get your own dot com. I'm not going to give TikTok tool.com. All right. That, that, that's all you, brother, man. Third one's on me. Yeah, third one's on you, bro. All right, guys. I'll catch you on Shane's show tomorrow. Take her easy. Right. Good night, JP. Good night, JP. John Wayne's in the house. Welcome, John Wayne. Good to see you, brother. Boy. Y'all done. Doing good. Now you trike also. You got that trike extension for your little paramotor. Um, have you been able to fly that lately? Yeah, well, I flew it once, but yeah. I got to make some adjustments on that hang point because uh, I came down pretty flat. <laughs> and that's yeah. not a good thing, right? Coming down flat. Um, so, uh, Brian and um, and Brooke, when you come down on a paramotor. What angle are you supposed to come down in, and how are you supposed to check your hang points? And what's the difference between that and, and foot launching? Well, you want the hang point in regards to where their propeller is in re in relationship to the uh, the ground the same. So you you basically want the same stuff flying. You want it to look the same, and you've got to do the same hang point check you would do for your foot launch as well. Yeah, but again, and, and like like I said, those videos that uh, Miro put together, I think, really help you understand the hang point in relationship to where the prop line, thrust line, should be, because that can be a little bit confusing when it comes to the ground and taking off um, in re in relationship to a foot launch. Yeah, and. and we we checked the, the the track that he sent me up in, and based on the weight and everything, we we knew the front wheel was going to come off first. We knew exactly how it was going to handle. And in my, with my trike, when I got home, it was a new gear. I'd never been on it, and uh, 
I wasn't sure. I took it out there. I started taxiing it. And I probably should have done a hang test on it before I even taxied. I wasn't planning on flying. Um, but I got up there. I got the wing up, and I've got video of it. And once I got it under control, got my speed up there, I felt it getting a little light. And as I was making a correction, I got really light on one side, and my back left wheel came up. And uh, I said, well, you know, I'm going to do a good safety check on this thing before I fly it, make sure everything's still good and tight and whatnot and at that point i did a hang test and uh sure enough we, we got a uh i don't know a four-wheel drive uh hoist or whatever overhead hoist and i was able to my dad using a control basically just lift me straight up um and my back wheels came off the ground about three inches before my front wheel lifted and that's not where you want to be on a trike uh when when, you, when you're lifting up you want that front wheel to come up first and now with a tractor track, I was able to use my feet pressure against the front wheel and push out on it and hold up on the front wheel. So I adjust, adjust my uh, hang point forward one notch. Um, I have never checked my hang point on my Parajet since training in November of uh, 19. Basically, I bought new gear. They set me up in it. The hang point went changed. But when I broke my leg, I put on some weight. And... Uh, between the weight I put on and the 20 pounds I hung from the bottom, I'm pretty sure it was enough that my hang point wasn't right. Um, so I changed it. I moved it forward one notch, moving my weight back further, therefore bringing the front wheel up a little bit higher. And uh, sure enough, the front wheel came off the ground a couple inches when we did the hang test before the back wheels, and that's how I flew it. And uh, sure enough, um, when I looked at the side cut video of my dad taking um, the angle was really good coming in, but with the retractor trike, there's there because of the strap that holds the front on mine. If you don't have everything really tight, there's a little bit of slop in that front wheel moving up and down, so you can use your feet to kind of lift it and lower it. Um, so yeah, I mean, you definitely want to make sure your back wheels are coming down first, and and you're they're the last ones to leave the ground when you're taking off. If if you come down and it's flat, like uh, John Wayne said, that's still okay, but not optimal? Well, ultimately, the first thing that needs to be correct is the prop thrust line in flight. If the prop thrust line in flight is correct, that should, with a properly manufactured unit, already have the front wheel not touching first on landing. The back should come down first. If for some reason your thrust line in flight is correct and you're still landing with the front wheel down, I believe there's something else you'd need to look at at that point because if you can't get those two things correct, prop thrust line and back wheel first, there's a design flaw, I'd imagine, or something else in the equipment you might want to take a look at. But ultimately, those are the two things that need to be correct um, to have proper flight and proper landing. If, I just wanted to say something about that flat landing. My, yes. my trike and my paramotor are both MacFly, and, and they, they have a video about putting it together and everything. Uh, and they tell you how far forward to move your regular, you, you know, just to move it for the trike. And I fly with my with my motor, I mean, perpendicular. You know, a lot of folks 
have it back just a little, but my, I set up real straight in my seat. And so that I, I got a result that I, I probably should have expected, which was a flat landing because that's pretty much how I fly. You know, a lot of folks like to be leaned back just a little, but I don't. And so I moved at what they said and I took off pretty flat and landed pretty flat, which is how I launch. So I guess that's, it worked just as exactly like they planned. Do you have to like um, flare if you're going to come down flat like that? Do you have to flare a little bit more? Do you keep power on a little bit longer? How does that work if you come down flat? You're asking the wrong person. I got one flight. Okay. All I can tell you is I killed the motor and it wasn't any problem landing it. Okay. I just rolled a lot. Gotcha. You would think extra flare would help, but yeah. I don't Brooke, know. Brooke, Brooke's muted. Your flare, the deeper you get into the flare, bringing the wing back towards parachutal should get you out of that flat phase and drop those back wheels down. So a lot of the times we'll land on trikes under power and we don't put a lot of flare in and we kind of cruise in like a, like a plane might do with just wheels down and kind of flat. But you can also really dig into the flare and drop the wing back and then get those that front wheel up a lot more. So you have control over the angle at which you let that front wheel come down by digging more or less flare. So when I'm coming in on the ground, I can flare it to the point where I'm in a wheelie and I can hold the flare with throttle and basically just ride a wheelie the whole time. But say, for instance, I came in with little to no flare and just pressure and throttle, I'd be landing much flatter because I wouldn't be bringing the wing back behind me. Mm -hmm. So you've got options with the trike because you can manipulate the throttle, the flare all together close to the ground. And you don't do that as much, at least I don't, with foot launch because uh, there can be more... Um, you know, more issues with that, basically, more consequences. Hank Lynch in the chat said, what angle is proper is a proper uh, thrust line? I'm looking for my prop to be um, completely, you know, parallel to the ground line. I want my prop flying straight. And so you'll see, and again, if you go to Miro's video from Scout, that the orientation of the prop on the ground will have a lot to do with that in flight. And so paramotors that are trikes that angle the prop back on the ground and dedicated will have a better thrust line in flight um, as opposed to the ones that convert your foot launch over. Um, at least that's what I've seen with like the Maverick versus the dedicated Vertigo. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't want that thing leaning too far back. I definitely don't want it leaning down, so I'm looking for it to be completely parallel with the ground, flying straight. <coughs> okay. Um, let's see. Mark H. PPG trike jockey um, said that his, his hang point, his front wheel is eight inches above his back wheels in flight. Is that about normal? What kind of unit is he on? 
Mark, I just put the meeting ID and passcode. If you want to jump on and, and talk a little bit about this, that'd be really awesome if you could. If not, what um, what trike are you on? And, uh, what, and what I would say is each trike is a little different. For instance, on the Vertigo, my feet are up quite a bit, probably more than eight inches. And Brian can uh, speak to that because he was like, man, that feels like my feet are up a lot. But when he flew by, the prop was perfectly where it needed to be. So the, the, how far up your feet are will have to do with the relationship of where the prop angle is on the unit to start with. And, and again, that's particular to each unit. And with a foot launch conversion unit, I think you're going to see that that angle isn't as um, articulated or manipulated by the manufacturer like it is on a dedicated trike. I wish you could show the, uh, if you go to Scout's videos, maybe we could screen share Miro's video. But again, for everybody listening and watching, that is the video that I used to learn about the orientation of the prop, the prop wash, and how it relates to uh, trike flying. And that's, again, on Scout's video YouTube page. Do you know what that is by any chance? Do you, uh, can you find that? Yeah, link? I can pull, I've got it right here. It's called Trike Ideal Thrust Line is the title of it under Scout Aviation. It's also Paramotor Geometry Part 36, hey, Trike I'm, Ideal Thrust Line. Okay. That I want to try to share something without playing it. It's just a picture. Um, do, you, do you get the yeah, audio? Look at that. Do you, do you get the audio loop or am I okay? You're, You're good. good. Okay, so I'm not, I'm not going to play this video. I'm just going to scroll through it. So this is at a constant RPM and constant brake pressure. You can see the motor, the prop is vertical, and how much higher the front wheel is than the back. So Exactly. That, that's, that's, perfect right there. that's perfect right there. So that, that is it. <laughs> I will go forward to the next I know they don't play well, so let me just try to get the. One more frame here. All right, so my wheels are touching down right there. And you can see basically the angle of the motor or the prop is normal to the ground or vertical and how much higher my front wheel is. I actually thought it was too high because this is the first time I've ever been in a trike. I was like, man, I feel like my, my front wheel is too high, but it's better too high than too low. So You're also in a flare there, so that brake pressure yep. you have right at landing is articulating the machine back even more. So that's absolutely perfect, I think. That's exactly what I like to see when I'm coming in because the prop thrust line is perfect, and as you put more pressure and flare in, you're actually slowing it down and bringing the wheel up. Aha, uh -huh. so here's the flare video. Yeah, so I, I didn't um, do the sound. Um, I just wanted to, uh, to see what it looked like, but um, uh, this is the video. What I'll do is I'll post a link down below in the description so you guys can uh, take a look at it um, at your convenience. But... Um, uh, this is the one that Brooke is talking about. Is that correct? Yes, this is an excellent video that will, and, and again, Brian and I really saw this. When you took off on the vertigo, if you look at this picture here, the thrust line goes straight back at the wing. 
if the thrust line is angled above the wing just a little bit, you don't get all this wing deforming. And if you go back to the video on Brian's training, if you look at that Mac Para Charger, when he brings it up, it never balls up. It has perfect form, and the whole wing is open as it comes through the power band. Now, as soon as he jumps on the retracted trike, which has a different thrust angle lower to the ground, it makes the wing ball up and do all this crazy stuff before it regains shape after it exits the power band that's being influenced by the prop wash. And so it's pretty obvious once you see these things in motion. And is this something that you would um, want like your students to watch before they go to your class for the first time, just to get a, an understanding of what this is about? I, I don't, well, if it's a, if it's a trike transition student, 100%. Yes. If you're already familiar with paramotors and you understand the nuances of the fundamentals of, thrust line and stuff like that, then this video will immediately allow you to understand the nuances and differences between between trike design in regards to thrust line. And so, yeah, it's just going to make you a smarter pilot, whether you're on trike or not. Every one of these guys' videos has been wonderful, I think. So, yeah, I would pay attention to it. Cool. Um, is there any questions in the chat or in the panel? I do I not. Want to, I just want to say I I love the fight scene that this dude had with Matt Damon in The Born Identity. And he got that, <laughs> that pen shoved down his hand and just rips it out and keeps coming at him. Sorry. <laughs> Maybe that was inside joke. Maybe it was a joke you should have kept to yourself. It <laughs> leads the jokes up to me. So. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, Oh, we got uh, Mark H. PPG Trike Jockey on. Uh, welcome. You're you're on mute. You're on mute. Uh, just in case you did not know, you're on mute. There you go. <laughs> I'm on mute. I, I had the video going, so I didn't want it echoing for a while. So, yeah. So I'm yeah. going to join your comments, Mark. On, oh, on the videos. good job. <laughs> good job on the trike. It's. I like it. It was. I don't know. I feel like I was pretty well prepared um, after the last year of doing these shows and talking to people, getting in the trikes, what they expected, what they went through. Um, you did great. You you looked yeah, like you were you had. I went, it. To, I went there. Uh, you know, I had pretty good foot launch training, and uh, when when I went to to Brooke, he 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 set me up for success with the right gear and the right location. I went home with with confidence. I kited that. I taxied the wing eleven times, and ten of them were um, successful. So uh, I felt pretty good when I got home. I was a little nervous about not flying that retracted track, man. But when I got home and, and I got that first taxis under my belt, I felt good. This morning I flew it, man. I, I'm totally in love with the track track <laughs> already, man. No, when but you I, said when when you said that you did um, taxiing. Did you taxi just with the retracted trite and no wing just to yeah, see what it feels like? Is that what you did? That's the first thing I did. I did that in Tennessee at their training. Um, I attempted one taxi with the wing in Tennessee, and the winds were too shifty. And I had some line, riser lines getting the prop while I was dying. I heard some ticks. I was like, let's wait till we get to a good location, a, a, a good weather. And, uh, and, and that's what I did. Um, I'll try to share 
don't know. So we'll see if this works. When when you share, if you just talk and nobody else does, it's fine. It's just when somebody else talks, it echoes. Is that right? So I did the hang test. There's the hanger there. That's the setup we did for the hang test. So we, we hung it and whatnot. And then I went out and uh, got ready to fly. This video is not done processing. Let's see. I'm going to give this a shot. Let's see how it goes. The fly about. If it feels good, I'll go ahead and probably do a touch and go. Goal is here today, preferably if everything goes perfect the way I plan, is to do probably three or four touch and goes here. Not loud enough, is it? How the wheels come up and off the ground. Oh, we can hear it. Oh, we can hear and, uh, and call it the day. You got this. You gotta, when you go, you got to go. She lifts off that, it feels really good. Very first time trying to strike it home. so easy to do touch and goes it's just crazy man got a little bit of an uphill on my runway in this direction you have to get a little bit more speed up the hill all right let's go back and let's watch i ordered my retractor trike and uh we got a couple good first views here. Let's try not to damage any riser lines and kite this, this bad boy. This is my very first taxi, taxi at home. Into the, the runway, that would be my goal for sure today. When you go, you got to go. Look at that oscillation, man. Huge. Overcorrecting. Watch your speed. You got to get the speed up. Anyway. Not too much speed. I take it all the way to the end of the runway. And then I do it again. Fine. But so. This, this is the thing about the trikes is, is on this next, on my second taxi, yeah, awesome wing lay down. On my second taxi here, I actually dropped the A's on my left hand. Watch my left hand. That's why I moved the picture and picture to the top right corner. Watch my left hand. As soon as I gun it, I, I dropped the left A's and then I, I just reached back there and grab them and go. 
the, the wing still straightens itself out. Anyway, I can't hear anybody else talking, so I think maybe. <laughs> no, we 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 were quiet on purpose, so we didn't echo. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay, but it, that was my first flight. I I, I got home and, and and I you know Brooke sent me home. I was confident to I could taxi a wing. I had never done it on my lightweight gear compared to his, you know, heavier duty, um, you know, his vertigo. But the first time I got the wing up, I was able to control it. I, I got that bit of confidence. And then I did my safety checks, hang point test, and then uh, I flew it and it flew like a dream. I mean, it flew just like I expected it to. Um, I was a little nervous the first time I slid that thing all the way in. And I was like, you know, am I going to be able to slide this out if I'm not? It's going to be hard to land. <laughs> and sure enough, yeah, it's nothing to it, man. You put your feet behind it, you slide it right out, and uh, made, made a perfect land. And I made seven or eight of them, and I finally landed. And, and my, my dad was at the other end for the last landing. My dad was at the other end of the runway. He was filming with the, the camera, and, and uh, I said, I'm going to land as far as I can. I basically spot landed it on my last landing. And I taxied it all the way to the end of the runway and laid the wing down right in front of him like a pro, man. And, uh, you know, that gave me confidence. I'm, I'm ready to go fly it again. I'm ready to go fly it tomorrow. Hopefully tomorrow morning the weather is going to be good. Um, the other biggest thing I noticed about trikes is you can fill up the gas tank all the way and you don't even know it. You take off with a full tank. You can do a cross country. And I thought I took off a lot of gas a year ago when I broke my leg. I took off with nine liters of gas. Normally, I take off with five or six liters with my Moster 185 just because I don't fly a long period of time. I, my average flight is 30 or 45 minutes. But um, I took off with uh, nine liters of gas this morning in the trike, and I didn't even know it. So the other that, thing is, nice. <laughs> the other thing is, is if you're – if the wind changes and you have to go all the way to the other end of the field, just put your wing in your lap, you know, full yep. of your sap, just shoot on over and everybody else is walking over there. You're just already setting up. By the time they get over there, you're already off and running or off and going. I'm, I'm imagining if you're a trike pilot too, you see all these foot launch pilots, they're out there laying their wings out, they're watching the wind socks. Like, crap, I got to move my wing a little bit. If you're a trike pilot, you're like, eh, just gun it and go, you know? <laughs> well, a little, Depends. little tailwind, a little crosswind. You can, you can handle a bit of it, right? Yeah, yeah. If it, unless it's a heavy crosswind, then it's like, eh, not so good. Yeah, there, there is one odd trike thing that I probably experienced that you guys probably haven't, and I'm sure it'd be true on any trike. But this winter, we had enough snow that I threw the skis on my trike. And <laughs> Did a lot of, of taxiing with it and stuff like that. I noticed that on launch, you do get more drag from it. In flight, you really don't notice them that much. However, if you are launching in relatively deep snow, when that trike comes up off the snow, if one of those rear skis hits snow and the other one doesn't, the whole trike wants to swing sideways and come back again. So if you ever do try skis on a trike, Make sure the snow is packed down enough to where one of the skis doesn't drag because that's a little on the, uh, yeah, that was a little hard on the, uh, on the ego. So I, I want to put skis on the trike and go out into the lake and see if I can uh, ski in the lake with them, uh, with the skis. How fun would that be? 
Well, I, I took the trike around the neighborhood and stuff with the skis on this winter and took it down the snowmobile trail. And the guys on the snowmobiles were like, who and what is that guy? As I was going past on the paramotor. So, yeah. How fast can he go? You know, right. anything over about 25 is just scary as all get out. <laughs> I bet. Just does this. So, um, if you have the paramotor on your back and you're on a bicycle, about 45, 47. You done uh, that? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Anything more that's pretty sketchy. So, yeah. Hey, you know how these guys are all trying to set records on one wheels by seeing who can get them to go the fastest, even though they're only designed to do 17? They need a paramotor on their back. <laughs> <laughs> like that guy on the bicycle. Challenge. Oh, man. Not sure I want to accept that challenge. Huh. Uh, I, I've seen them on golf carts, you know, going to the end of the LZ, you know, guys on the back of the golf cart carrying his motor, golf carts wide open. He cranks the motor up, gives it some thrust. They speed up a few more miles an hour. You, you know, those, um, those skateboards with the all, all terrain, uh, oh, yeah. wheels. I wonder if you get on one of those, but you have a wing on and you're kind of like foot dragging it. I wonder how fast you could go. With uh, one of those things, that'd be pretty neat to see. Very different. That could be a TikTok, Grandpa. Mm, yeah, not yeah, not, yeah. Not me. <laughs> unless, it, <laughs> unless it goes sideways, and then you go sideways, and then well, you know, turn into it. There you go, Mark H. There's. For, I'm pretty sure I'll never know what it's like with skis on my paramotor and launching the yeah. snow, living in Southern Alabama. Yeah, but um, yeah. you know. Who knows, man? Sounds fun. <laughs> you know, it really, it, I'm not sure flying in the winter is really fun. It's no. satisfying. It's an achievement. It's kind of filling a need. But overall yeah. fun, I'm not sure. So. I, I I live up in the north, too, in Ohio. And I was thinking, yeah, skis would be great. And then I was thinking, how many times have I gone, like, with a, a snowmobile with a friend or whatever, and you hit a snowdrift and it goes, Poof! right down into the snow drift. That's would be my concern where all of a sudden one of the wheels, especially the front wheel goes down in a snow drift and just goes plop overhead. Well, if you, if you have the retracted trike and you have the real lightweight wheels, those are just high end kid strider wheels and specialized yeah. makes strap on skis for them. Mm -hmm. So I just bought skis for a kid's trike, put them on my paramotor and they were fantastic. Yeah. How big are those wheels? Yeah, I'm curious. Do, uh, Brian, do you have that retracted track? Uh, can we see how big the wheels are compared to? Yeah, I can pull up some pictures. Um, it's a small wheel size. They offer two different wheel sizes. The diameter is not significantly different, but the width is. Um, so the width of my wheels are probably an inch and a half wide diameter, 10 inches, maybe 12. Let me see if I can find some... Uh, picture here i got something and they're uh tubeless right they don't have energy well, no, the, <laughs> because i have a pretty heavy mountain bike background and all that stuff talk to my kid the company that makes the wheels for retracted trike also makes them for specialized and specialized the ones for the kids bikes the high-end ones the spokes are hollow so i upgraded to a set of those wheels and then i set them up tubeless like my mountain bikes so that way I get rid of the weight of the wheel, the tubes, 
the stems, and I got the, the lighter wheel set. But I'm, yeah, I can do a weenie that way. <laughs> I'm I'm looking for the retractor trike and and uh, wheels too. The the wheels that I have, um, I got you, are pretty cool. I'll have to get those and show you here in a minute. Here in a minute. So this this is my unit right here. Yeah, that's all mine. Yeah, all mine are too. So 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 yeah. Basically, basically these are, these are the wheels. These are the small wheels for the Parajet Maverick. Uh, there's a push button right here on the end of the wheel, and that the wheel comes out of the axle with the push of a button. And then that, this axle comes out of this frame with the push of a button. So it breaks down into, you know, small pieces very easily. Um, it's made to put your motor on and off uh, in, in just a small period of time. Here, let's, let's. All right. Well, assembly is complete. I'm happy with the strap and the way it turned out. I've yet to sit in it. So that's the next step. I've rolled it around a little bit, see how it handles. It's not really right part tries to push through and then stab into the ground so it's not really probably designed to be pushed as much as it is to be pulled around either way super lightweight got wheels easy to pull around so that's basically it um check it out check it out ladies trying to see if i could find where i show that strap a little bit better i know i took some detailed video of it all right all right so here is the strap uh, I'll just play this video here. I think I got to figure it out. I'm going with the titanium tube here for sure. Uh, I've done half, undone half of the harness here on my seat so I can get to it a little bit better. Going with this tube and I've got the strap around it. I did a preliminary measurement and adjusted my strap here. Doubled back through the buckle nicely. And what I'm going to do with this extra strap is I'm going to go ahead and staple this. Mosquito. I'm gonna go ahead and staple this to keep it from. All right. So what I want to show you is this buckle right here. Okay. All right. So this buckle right here, you'll see at the top. I mean, this is a threaded adjustment with the jam nut. Um. So a lot of pressure is on this point right here. Um. Can you see my mouse? So a lot, of, a lot of pressure is on that point, and that's the single failure point that I'm worried about. Um, it connects to a ring loop. This this clamp connects to a ring loop on the bottom of the uh, retractor trike, and it's what holds the front wheel up. So this entire thing is holding the weight of the front of the retractor trike, which is minimal, plus your weight. Um, so anyway, this, this was a, a point that I was slightly concerned with and, and that I will probably beef up a little bit. But that's the retractor trike. Um, you know, super awesome, simple, easy to use, quick and easy to attach. It doesn't really affect your flying characteristics that much once you get up in the air. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm really happy with it. I think it's well worth the investment. Yeah, I, if you get the chance, you know, um, to be to do like a really detailed walk around, you know, how it connects and uh, how it breaks down. I'd really like to see that. Hey guys, we're going to jump off here, but thanks Brian and Brooke. Um, now I'm starting to think, um, now I'm thinking about getting a trike. You can't go wrong with them. Uh, I think most people that have flown foot launch and trikes probably 
preferred the flying characteristics of the foot launch over the trikes, but uh, the availability and the ease of use of the trike, you'll be able to carry more fuel, a little more gear. You know, you got stuff, bars to strap foams to and stuff. Um, There's, there's a lot of, you know, there's pluses and benefits to both sides. I could tell already. And I'm just getting into trikes. Well, when you're not very agile, a trike sounds a whole lot better than trying to move around gracefully. Well, that's just not something I can do. It's, I want to say thank you, fun. Sean, for the exam because it's really You're welcome. Helps me out. Good deal. Yeah, thank you for joining us tonight, guys. Um, chat to you. Uh, chat to you later. Thank you. Good night. All right. Um, now, Mark H., have you ever foot launched or you've always done the trike? Um, I kited, but I never foot launched. I did the trike from initial stage. Um, I was thinking of foot launch. I can't. I probably could foot launch. I'm thinking about going back, but my wife is one of those things she doesn't like foot launch. She, does, she says, all you have to do is break an ankle or break a leg. So she's basically, it's like you get the you get to fly the trike, no foot launch. So it's like, oh, please, please, please. She's like, no. <laughs> so I'm, I have a, a you know how the, they had that whole show about the supportive spouse. She supported for me to fly the trike. She's wouldn't be supportive for me to do the wheel launch. I said, well, there's this great school down in Florida. There's Aviator. They have foot launch. Uh, foot launch. She's like, no, just no. So. Anyway, so I've I've been the trike ever since I started, and then I went to get a PPG two rating for a real launch at uh, Midwest PPG, and I did start out at Flight Junkies, so um, which wasn't for me wasn't bad. I know David doesn't like it, others don't like it, but then for me, I already had some aviation background when I was in high school. It's a ground school course couple introductory pilot course and have always interested in aviation so weather and uh airspaces that type of thing i already kind of knew so the fact that i didn't get as much of that at flight junkies as the other place was not a big deal for me actually since you've trained at flight junkies now you went there first um it's always good to hear people's firsthand experience um, at different places. So it'd be perfectly fine for you to tell us what was your, what was your honest opinion on it? And, uh, how much more did you get by going to the other school? Um, for me, I went to flight junkies and, um, they do a, a minimal ground school course. I would say, um, a little bit of weather tells you about the, doesn't go into depth about the weather, but tells you what the best weather to fly in. Um, airspace is just uh, what's in part 103. You don't get an in-depth of, okay, here's class A, cla I'm sorry, not class A, class B, class C, class D. Airspace, this is the, this is the um, pattern of an of a airport type of thing, the, um, how to take off from an airport, the flight pattern, 500 feet above AGL, you know, 1,000 feet, 1,500 feet, that type of thing. You don't get a lot of that. But the way Kurt sets up, it's cookbook 
if you set up the way he says in the weather he says to fly, you will have a perfect launch almost every time. Um, so my, my launches were all perfect. I, uh, the first few times he had me start up, I taxied from probably for about a hundred yards, 150 yards, and then the, watched the wing. And then it was a, a go and go, go, go. And I took off and had no problems. Sure. The first time I was scared poopless, but, <laughs> but I think everybody is the second time. Um, same thing, uh, taxied for a while on the ground. And then when it was a, after a while, it was a good wing for about maybe 75 yards ago. Third time he asked me and he basically told me this afterward. He says, I can usually tell someone who gets it and I can tell someone who doesn't get it. And sometimes they don't stay with me long enough to get them to a point where they get it. And I tell them, please come back, you know, come back and, and, you know, I give free, like you say, he does do free training if you buy the equipment from him. And if you come back, he'll, he'll spend as much time. But a lot of times people go home, you know, you have get up near itis. They take off and they have issues. Um, for me, I had no issues. The third time he asked me basically, how comfortable do you feel going up without comms and trying it yourself? And I was fine. And so... Like I said, it was perfect. It was a perfect takeoff and a perfect landing. And then I had a few more flights the successive days, and then I went back a couple weeks later um, just to fly from the field. And same thing, no problems. Um, and you went to another school after that, though, right? Right. Which well, school? the the reason why I went to the school is I wanted to see if I can get liability insurance. And my wife was a former um, insurance agent. She said, "Well, we need to get." liability. So eventually I did. And that's another story. But I went to Midwest PPG and I got there. And uh, part of the, in order to do PPG two, you have to get a PPG one and take the PPG one foot launch test and do kiting. And so uh, that evening, uh, Dave Holcomb uh, took me, wanted to see what I could do. So we didn't turn on the engine, but he took a tow strap and put it on one of the um, golf carts and attached it to the front of my trike and pulled me across the field. And the wing came up and he wanted to see how well I taxied and could handle the wing and took it up. And it was, it was a really good for me because I got to even more fine tune the kiting of the wing, you know, it, when it overshoots, um, pull down the brakes, put it back, comes back, lift up on the hands, goes right or left oscillations, you know, the whole braking drill. Did that quite like for an hour. And then that, I think it was the next evening, that evening, the next evening, um, he wanted to see how I set up and I set up exactly how Kurt had showed the, in every, uh, the, the cookbook and Dave would said, yeah, that's perfectly fine. And then he said, well, let's see if you, you know, how you take off. I took off just fine, flew around, landed just fine, came down. And um, at the end he said, well, why, why are you here? And I said, well, for get, get wheel launch PBG, cause you don't need any instruction. 
least the flying part. Um, I'm glad I took the ground school course off over the week in terms of depth and weather. They go really into uh, Matt Macy uh, goes into the depth and the weather there. He's really he's like a weather guru. Um, air spaces, uh, air, air airplane or not airplane, but uh, airport etiquette. Uh, voice comms, how to do voice comms with it and goes through all that. It's almost like a ground school course for, you know, pilots. And you've probably had it at other places, aviator and that type of thing. And so when over the course of uh, that week, um, he said, basically, if you can come down taxi. So what I would do is I would take off, fly, come down next to the runway, which was a airstrip uh, strip next to the runway and uh, taxi next to the runway for 100, 200, 300 yards and then take off again. He said that was, his, he considered that a, a flight because he said it takes more to taxi, more experience, more uh, skill to taxi than it is just to come down, lay out your wing again, take off again. So over the course of that week, I did 25 flights. And then the final flight was the morning of the Sunday at the end of the class, which was normally the everybody goes up and heads for up. There's three towers that are like 1200 feet high, about five miles away. And it's a cro little mini cross country, go there, circle the towers and then come back to the, to the airport. And that was probably the best flight I've, I've ever had. It was about 2000 feet above the radio towers. And it was a nice cool morning. It was foggy that morning. We were waiting for the fog to lift, the fog lifted. Uh, I was the first one to take off. All the foot foot launchers were laying out um, tarps for their wings. <laughs> and so um, Matt basically said, hey, if you're ready to go, take off. And I was gone. And by the time I was coming back, I had gone the five miles and come back. So it was 10 miles round trip. I was coming back to the airport and the guy, the foot launchers were just starting to take off because the dew and the grass and everything. And then I just uh, flew around um, low low level flying through the cornfields and the the tractor ruts in the cornfield and then eventually came in landed and and then uh that was it and like i said on the way out um dave said and i don't know if it's just to make me feel better or whatever you just said basically you're one of the best wheel launches i've ever had so awesome there you go so awesome so i think if you go to flight junkies you're going to get up in the air you may not get as depth training in the ground school area and i think in in the cases it depends on the pilot uh, how coordinated you are how um, self-aware you are and uh, whether you the training takes like i said he does people you know he people do um not like the way he, if you, if you can get by the personality, he's not a bad guy. He does care about his students. I think he would be better if he were to um, be a little bit more structure in the ground school training, but his way of, if you follow the setup and follow the weather that he says to fly in for new students, you're probably going to be okay. Um, and don't stare at his wife's boobs. Oh, what? <laughs> <laughs> that's uh, that's our never trust the skinny chef Shane. Uh, he's our jokester. Speaking about jokester, oh, my jokes? mic is on. Oh, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> you have any paramotor jokes? But um, but uh, but like I said, they uh, you know 
the it's a monster fresh bees monster it's 313 cc's it's basically a, a hearth f33 which has been around in aviation for quite a while in the in the ultralight area arena hey Go away. Hey, your dankies. <laughs> your dankies in here. Uh, Eric. Hola, Capizo, my name is Hola. 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 Foot launches here. Man, we got the uh, whole household uh, full, and it's about 10 till. How long are you guys able to hang out here, Brooke and uh, Brian? I've got to take off because I've got to uh, be up at the farm to plant more in the morning. All right. Well, sounds good. Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, give us a little bit um, of how we can get up with you, your dot coms and all that stuff before you go. Uh, yeah, right now uh, you can find me on Facebook at Brooke Sheffield. You can find Red Pill Paramotor on Facebook. And uh, right now, ppgpirate.com is how you can see uh, some videos and stuff. And uh, again, go over to Brian's channel and check out the great video he just did on training at Red Pill Paramotor. And uh, you can find me here uh, as many times as I can make it if I'm not flying. So uh, happy to be here, and thanks for having me again as usual. Absolutely, Brooke. Thank you so much for joining us. Definitely appreciate you, man. Brooke, Brooke man, appreciate everything, bro, for sure. Uh, I look forward to seeing your future students' success. All right. I appreciate it. Brooke, Brooke, thank you for sending, that, sending me that CBD stuff that I never got. Appreciate it. It was awesome <laughs> stuff, by the way. You still don't have any? I have never got any. Can't you tell? The US okay. mail stole that stuff. <laughs> hey, I gotta, I gotta order my stuff from Blue Moon, just so you know. Man. Well, you know, it's hard to to put cannabis products in the mail. I don't need no. I don't need up. anything. I don't need anything with THC. I just need the normal stuff. <laughs> the normal CBD. Oil. The counter the normal stuff. stuff. <laughs> yes, you do, Shane. Yes, you do. Aye, aye. I'm going to get you some CBD condoms and a mouth plug. I'm going to make a video right there. <sighs> you guys have a great evening. Peace. Peace, yeah, peace out. Thank you so much. Bye. Shane, you see what's going on here at Brian Waller's? How? What'd you say? You see what's going on behind Brian Waller right now? You see? I've been paying attention to those those uh, un unmentionables. <laughs> I don't. I don't. <laughs> that looks like Shane under me. Ah, <laughs> look at that! What a cute couple. Aww. Oh, beautiful. You know, you know though. Oh, I don't have I don't have the my background on that I wanted. I was going to say, that's not as embarrassing as the background that I have, but that's not the one I want. Never mind. Oh. The one where I was getting drugged into the water. Oh. But you, you got to pull more left brake, man. You got to pull more left brake. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. That's better, Shane. Yeah, I look good, don't I? Yeah. Oh, there you go. Um, I don't see anything. I was I was getting a text message I had to take care of. Oh, okay. another. I had a VIP texting me, so I had to make sure I got on top of that. I wasn't texting you. What are you talking about? Oh, I'm oh, just oh. Saying, oh, I'm just saying if somebody 
and 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 he knows who I'm talking about tries to poop in somebody's trailer. Oh. <laughs> oh. oh. They know how, who the how, deuce. How's the jails? How's the jails in Tennessee? I'm just asking for a friend. <laughs> uh, actually, you know what? I can tell you this much. Oh boy. I, I believe I believe my daughter and my wife both have done something they weren't supposed to. Whoa. Oh. Oh, wow. like, I can't I can't prove it, but I I just want to say there's they pooped in a camper? I think um, so at one point. I, I think I think I think you need to do a DNA test on the poop and make sure. I'm not catching it. Are you kidding me? <laughs> well, it just shouldn't be in the sink like that. That's just that's wrong. No. <laughs> it took forever to wash down. <laughs> had to use the sprayer for the nozzle. <laughs> yeah. The garbage disposal was like straining. <laughs> just 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 in case, just in case uh you guys don't know what's going on. Uh Shane, what is your rule? What is your rule if we stay in your camper? Number one rule. And the most important rule is there's no no number two in the trailer. So you P and TP is the only thing that's going in the toilet. Oh my God, that's just so mean. I have to deal right, with that no. stuff. Really? You're, you're, you already need a toilet. You can do that outside. Both. I mean, I mean what, if, what if I got Crohn's or something, dude? Outside? You just say, get outside and go wherever? No, they got to go find a porta potty or an outhouse. It's not my problem. That's not my problem. Oh, you did it. But what if that's you? And you had to go like really bad. And then you're like, oh man. I, don't know if I, I go out in the woods. I go out in the woods like like a bear. No problem. Uh, what about it like uh, bad apples? They're bald bear. There wasn't any woods for you to rumble there out into. Porta potties. Every every morning, I I lighten my payload before I took flight. So <laughs> <laughs> no, you, you didn't notice the common theme of bad apples every time a pile of poop. Uh, you know, just magically appeared on the ground. They're like, Brian, red, red, let poop. And uh, I was always on duty, duty. <laughs> duty, duty. <laughs> duty, duty. Little, little did they know it was Shane. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. Oh, I can tell the difference. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, man. Hey, Mark, oh. Mark, Mark H., um, uh, thank you for your story, and thank you for uh, letting us know what, what uh, what your stuff was i know we uh we we tend to tangent a lot but i just want to make sure that no, I, that's good that I, no, that I thanked you very much for coming yeah. on and oh i like to sh show you something real quick um, let oh, me yeah. show you something this is this is my uh setup and we were talking about how the the line of the propeller if you notice when it's sitting on the ground here the propeller is a little bit pointing if you look from the front it's a little bit pointing up in the back so mm -hmm. when so when the wing is back here, it's actually pointing up over the wing. And so when it, when you actually in the air, the wheel comes up about eight inches and then the propeller is vertical to the line of thrust. I like, let's see. Yep. So it levels off. Right. I, I do not have that on a retractor track. That's pretty. Um, it's, it's pointed straight at the, the wing. And, and the first time I got in it, I, I, I have a habit of, Revving the throttle, and it just messed my wing all up. 
That's a lot of lights you got going on <laughs> in there. That's awesome, man. Well, the the it's the the green is on the right, the red is on the left. That's how generally how if you ever look at a, a GA plane, they yep. have the green on the right and red, and then the white is on the front and has a Abrams on the top here. So is that the seat looks kind of like a fold down boat yeah, seat? Yeah, it is a boat, it is a fold down boat seat. Okay. Um, and the nice thing about it is back behind here is an ATV bag where I, it's big enough that I can actually stuff my stuff sack into it. So when I land, I can pull out the stuff sack and put away. And this is the Triox behind the scenes. I used to have a Power Atlas red one, which is a little bit small, but it was a little bit more dynamic. So, and then of course there's reserve. And that ha that has a assist on it, right? I see that. Yes, yes. You have you cannot reach. It's really hard to reach around and grab, unlike the, <laughs> the retracted trike. And this this a lot of people don't like the fly pod here. One of the thing, things I don't like about it is, is that the wheel is a little bit forward, and this engine is heavy, so it tends to want to tip back on this right through here. Okay. And kind of yeah. like with the wheel up in the air, and that's the only thing that I wish they could redesign it about it, but it's really a sturdy frame. Uh, I think uh, Rick Davies, PPG gorilla actually uses his for training. He says it's basically a beast, which it is. It's all um, chrome steel or chromoly steel in it. So I got a question for you as far as maintenance on your machine there. Um, I've heard that uh, a lot of those fresh breezes, it's a lot of maintenance and uh, there's some people that, you know, uh, they're doing more maintenance and more fixing than flying. What is your take on that real quick? Um, I have a friend who has probably over between 100 and 200 hours. And the only thing he's had to do on his, he's had to replace the coil and he had to replace the silencer, the, um, the silencer part of the exhaust he had to replace. On mine, the only thing I've had to do was I have the new, they have a new high ignition coil. <coughs> It's a little different. Um, mine is a newer model, so it has the high ignition coil. The only thing I've had a problem with is the original bracket was up under the engine and it cracked. So when it, it came off, the, the uh, kill switch ground was attached to that. So it wasn't attached to the engine. So when I first came, when I was coming down to land, I was hitting the kill switch and it didn't do anything. So I had to land and I reached around and just hit the choke and it just choked out the engine. And then I, they sent me uh, a new mount that's, uh, that goes on one of the struts of the engine frame with uh, two rubber uh, bushings or whatever for vibration. And since I put that on, I haven't had no problems. I've not had any issues at all with the, uh, with the uh, Fresh Breeze engine at all so far knock on wood in terms of um, maintenance okay because I, I had somebody ask me about uh, fresh breezes today i talked with them on the phone so um, if they're listening um there you go i i asked somebody that actually had uh, a trike from uh, fresh breeze and i hope that answered your question so here we are at uh 902 does everyone still want to hang out or is everyone ready to go or I'm, I'm okay for another hour unless you guys need to go. I'm good. I'm hanging. I'm hanging tough. <laughs> He's drinking uh, beer. Uh, 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 oh, 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 oh
Oh, that's the right started stuff. Two hours ago. Yeah, dude. Actually, exactly two minutes shy of two hours because I started at eight oh four. That's a personal problem. Is Mrs. Simon uh, gone is. tonight? Is, is Mrs. Simon's gone tonight? No, she always yells at me at 10 o'clock, so I still got an hour before oh, I get I, yelled at. Oh, okay. I, I, I That's right. For... You're, you're 10 o'clock. Look at all you guys. We got DP in the house. Getting a phone call. I get a phone call at 10. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's right. What do you right. have there, Yordankies? Beer. Eric Lear, what's going on? You're awful quiet back there. Just sitting here listening. Oh, oh Jesus, it's still daylight out there. It's what are you, next to Walter? <laughs> I know, it's dark over here, dude. Have noise, hello. There he is. Some daylight. We've got, we've got you, your dankies. How you heard me? Because they always send me to shut up because I am too loud. No, He's no one's ever told you to shut up. Shut up. Ah! <laughs> your dankies we can hear you brother i just keep him busy about i bought a couple new books acrobatics something about acrobatics nice book i bought 50 ways to fly better 50 shades of what um 50 ways to fly better bruce smith advance paragliding, just to understand better my wind and to be able to fly in thermos. Wow, and, I, uh, and I bought paragliding for beginners that we always are new people. Um, oh, I like that. Cool. Uh, <coughs> I, I, I open more my, my window now. The other day I flew with my windsock. I can barely hour. I can barely hear you. Well, well, I don't try to talk too loud, loud because you sent me to shut up and I just tried to do it right. That's not true. Is that Spanish swearing I just heard? What was that? Yeah, no, because he know me. He know me well. I don't want to go nasty on it. I want to keep it PG, man. Give it PPG rated. I gotcha. <laughs> yeah, your your day. I got a question about your background picture, man. Oh, your yeah. background picture, the oh, yeah. the dude over your right ear, he he looks like he's pretty high. And he's already got his legs out for landing. No, he was high. He was doing like spiral and wing overs. That's Andy, Andy, and the other one is uh oh I don't remember who is the other one. This one in Le the in, Le in the BGD is Andy. Okay. And the other one I don't remember who is. I think so. The other one is a. How this guy that did a record from California to the East Coast? Oh, oh uh, I know yeah, you're Harley, talking. Harley, Harley, Harley. Yeah, Harley. Harley. Yeah, that was a, that was a picture I took in Homestead General Airport in South Florida, Miami. Yeah. It just it just made me think of something. The the guy on the right looks like he's legs out, ready to land, and the guy guy on the left is is in the seat. Oh. Yeah, Actually, that guy, he was doing wingovers. After he did that, he coming and he do it pass over me, just so close to the ground. Yeah, Andy, he just do a lot of spirals and he coming down. Then after going up, doing uh, wingovers. Yeah. Maybe he's out of the seat just in case. 
<laughs> well, I, I I'm know. kind of afraid of heights, man. And, and somebody gave me this challenge, and I'm having a hard time with it. Um, I've come out of my seat at a you know 50 feet, 100 feet for landing, no problem. Um, and the challenge was go to 2,000 feet, come out of your seat. I'm like, man, I don't know. I mean, do you check your leg straps and make sure they're they're good? <laughs> you know. Oh, uh, I don't know. I, I mean, at two thousand feet, it's the I, same. I, I, thing, I always just pretend it's fifty. Before I take off, I always check my leg strap twice or three times. Then after I do all my checks, I text my wife that I'm taking off. Uh, you laugh, but I have yeah. a family, and I fucking respect that. You know. Then you know, I take off. Um, shit happened every day. The other day, I have to do emergency landing because I didn't can get right in my seat. And I have to do emergency landing, whatever field I found was perfect because after I landing in the bush, uh, was a little windy. And since God was a little windy, the air reverse come out and everything was good. Then the other day, Sunday, I took the windsock with me. And I was flying with my windsock in my air racers for one hour. <laughs> then I didn't land because everything was right. But, you know, it's like tragedy can arise any, any time, any moment. Then I don't need people to fly. I go and I fly by myself because that's how I teach myself because uh, I didn't was so lucky with my instructor. And I have to fly, I have to learn to fly because I really love to fly and it's therapy for me. Then, uh, you know, it's like all these people have something to do, have family affairs. And, you know, it's, you don't be no more a teenager. You don't can be with people all the time, you know? Hey, you guys don't. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, I don't listen to nobody. Hey, uh, your dankies. Yeah. I, I want to let you know, just as we were leaving Friday afternoon to go camping, the truck is hooked to the camper. I pull out. My tires go into the curb of the road. The mailman pulls up. My wife gets out of her car that the mailman hands me a big or hands her a big box, which was my wing. I backed the truck up out of the road. I load up my paramotor. And I throw everything in the trailer and we take off. Uh, that was good. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, me too. It was awesome. Yeah, but it was so afraid to come into my house two hours of life. Yeah. No, it's longer than two hours. Two hours and 20 minutes, man. It's not too long. Okay. <laughs> Either which way. Before you came to Lake Wales? James? Yeah. Yeah. That's, I literally was heading to see you. And I, well, when you told me that you um, weren't flying because of your chicken leg, I mean, your injured leg. Sorry. Um, <laughs> right leg. <laughs> Actually, the left um, leg. I, I was like, well, if I had my motor, I'd fly. Now, if you were flying, Dave, I had no intentions at all bringing my wing or my motor. I was literally going to go there to watch you fly. And then you oh, said please. you were hurt. I was like, oh, man, I really wish I had um, my wing so I could fly. And then I got my wing, and uh, you still weren't flying. So <laughs> I got to watch you fly, though. Yeah, sorry about that. Right. <laughs> Everybody I'll was like, it. 
everybody's like, things not to do. Watch Shane take off. Oh, Shane. <laughs> so did, Shane, did you get a new wing or did you get your old wing back from, from check? I, I got to inspect. I got my old wing back, which, by the way, I had the brake shortened by two inches. The very first time I took flight, did not like it. I literally flew 10 minutes and was scared to death. And then I landed over where DP was and I was like, well, I'm not walking my gear all the way across the runway. You know where the where they all practice or yeah, train Stonehenge. the Stonehenge. And I was like, dude, I'm not walking all the way back there. So I was like, I'll just fly back over and, and uh, land. When I took off and, and was flying, I was like, everything feels okay. It's not, it's just, I, I don't know if it was something that was just weird because it was new or there was something actually wrong. So on my second flight and I landed, I was like, man, that didn't feel bad at all. Like everything felt okay. It was, it was less in, I mean, barely any input seemed to be dramatic, but I don't know if that was just because it was new to me or, um, what did you I, feel when you were flying? What did you feel when you was flying? She was trying to pitch in like with little thermos or something? No, it, it felt like the brakes were already like there was pressure on the brakes. But the sec that was the first time. The second time I flew, I didn't really feel that. I just felt that any kind of little bit of input was like before when I'm flying, I had to pull this much to get a turn. Now I pulled this much and it was turning. And I was like, wait a minute. So I don't know if it was just like, you know, when you you read you uh you redo your brakes on your car and then you you pump the brakes and they're different. So the first time you drive, you may smash the brakes a little harder because you're used to hitting them harder, but now they're more sensitive. So I don't know if it was like that kind of you know input. I haven't flown it since. I have not flown since, and I just kind of wanna. Well, the weather right now isn't great. I did bring my wing over and my, my gear over to uh, the West Coast this past weekend, but winds were not good. And uh, I'm just waiting. I want to get up there and try it again and see if uh, everything feels better or feels, you know, safe. And uh, if so, then I'll leave it like it is. If it doesn't, then <clears throat> I'll let an inch out of the two inches that were brought in and go from there. I would think that depending on your wing, two inches less in your brake lines could possibly just make a pretty dramatic difference from what you're used to. Yeah, it, it's definitely it's definitely not the same. <laughs> like, there is a difference. So what I did notice when uh, that first 10 minute flight, I did do a little bit of wing overs and it was so, so intense. Like I barely I know when I'm going into it that I want to pull harder this I barely pulled and I was like, holy crap, I'm really into this and without, without any real input. So I don't know. We'll just have to see. I will. Uh... What, what happened is like when they coming out of factory, I mean like regular wing on original way, they have a little bit of travel to get the pressure. They have a little bit of travel to get the pressure. Then after you hit the pressure is when you begin to do it. Right. Then what people do is like they always taking away one inch or two inches just to feel, not to get the curve in the back. You you need to let when the wing is flying, like your brakes in the back, they have a curve. That right. curve you never can kill it because you know you kill your wing 
and then she never have reaction for her. But you can uh, play with the brace down below. Just you want to change the positions. You, right. just have, you just have to be careful that you want to do it with the right with the trims all the way out because if you right. shorten them and you then let the trims out, you're already pulling some brake and so sorry for it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you get some okay. collapse. <laughs> and yeah. One thing I noticed about my unit after I changed the hang points, and I haven't flown it yet with the changed hang points without the retracted trike. I'm going to recheck my, my hang point again without the extra 20 pounds. Man, I've probably been flying at too far forward of a position for a while. Uh, a few months ago, I had a bad launch where I didn't lean back far enough, and, and I drove myself into the ground and broke a prop. That might have been part part of it my hang point probably already need to be checked basically you know in november 19 i bought my my gear new and I, they tested me for my hang points at aviator i was a certain weight that had changed so i think maybe i was borderline needing to change them anyway but after i changed them and i flew this morning i felt like i was sitting back in my chair a little bit more like a recliner and i was more comfortable than i've ever been in my life um flying in that paramotor because it was adjusted a little differently just way more relaxing. So, you know, if you've been in your gear for a long time and you haven't rechecked things, you know, yeah, maybe it's well, worth a worth another check. Yeah, that's what I did. I uh, I went to a larger uh, gas tank this year, and then I also added the the reserve, and so I had to recheck my my, uh, my hang point. Unfortunately, it was the same, but it was just a, a little bit changed by an inch or two. But if yeah. you add if you add stuff to it. Or if you get a little heavier due to COVID, you know, changing that, checking that hang point is a good idea, as you say, Brian. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I'm just, I'm just curious how, how am I, when I take the retraction track off and, and recheck the hang points, if it's going to be still acceptable before I fly it, um, I assume it will be. The idea behind the, adding the retracted track is you don't have to change your hang points to take it on and off. So, I was probably borderline even to check it anyway. Uh, but if, 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 if you're not feeling like you're sitting back in your seat a little bit and you're comfortable, if you feel like you're halfway falling out of your seat and you're flying, something's not probably adjusted quite right. I'm All still right. here, guys. I'm in the midst of telling the story or texting somebody. Hold Sorry, guys. I'm still here, though. I can hear you, and I'm still part of it. Red says hi. He's what's uh, up, Red? Wow, he's getting hey. bigger every time I see him. He's he's getting he's gonna be like sixty pounds probably hey. already if, he, if he's not already. Hey, come here. But uh, he's trying to bite his own collar. Come in here. But yeah, he's a good dog, man. This dog is the most relaxed dog I've ever seen in a pool. Um, every time we go in the pool house now, he just walks up. Come on, it's his favorite toy, and walks straight into the pool. He jumps off the bank of the pool. Um, super smart, doing really good. And but, if you need um, to get rid of an atlas, you know somebody to call. Yeah. I, I know somebody that's pretty effective at chewing up random now. <laughs> that was hilarious. That was my fault. I let it fall on the ground in the garage and I didn't pick it up. And, uh, well, he took care of it for me. But, nah, he's a good dog, man. He's growing up too quick. It'll be six months old in just a few days. So on the on the twentieth. 
that video of him running through the, the corn rows and in, in your uh, produce was pretty cool too. He'd love it yeah. out there. Yeah. Yeah, we, we have fun every, pretty much every morning. He'll go out, he'll run around, stuff like that. He's like a lot of these other dogs. He likes some tall grass. What kind of dog you got there, Mark? It's a lab, lab border collie mix. Okay. At least one of them. She's a, she's the one that's closest to me. She's a, she thinks she's a lap dog, so she likes to get comfortable. Oh, yeah. <laughs> kind of like red there. Yeah, well, it started out initially. He was almost small enough to be a lap dog, you know, but they yeah, they grow out of that pretty quick. Oh yeah, she's about sixty five pounds, so it's a heavy weight on the on the lap. There we go. Yeah, all all dogs think that they're two pounds and can jump on your lap. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I had yeah. a when we first got married. We had a small poodle. It was about no, actually a schnauzer. It was about eight pounds. And I took it to the vet, and it was a puppy, and so it was only about four pounds. It was a miniature, and a big Saint Bernard walked in. The thing started barking at Saint Bernard, like, like, "Hey, get out of my area! This is uh, this is mine." Saint Bernard turned around, looked at it, like, "Hey, it's lunch. What are you talking about? Leave me alone!" But yeah, they they don't know size. They think they're all a bunch of little ones. Walt, Walter says he has a dingo. Laugh out loud. <laughs> he's, he's a golden retriever oh he asked in the chat what kind of dog he was if he was talking to me as a gold retriever he's talking to mark well he told you there you go i have a jack he's not allowed on the couch when he gets on the couch i'm like check off the couch Man, Chevy Chase could have done it better, oh, Sean. Got him. Man. That was good. Dude. That was perfect. Dude. That was like lucky catch. <laughs> what happened to Sean? Shane killed him. Shame. Uh, <laughs> yeah, really. Didn't okay. mean. Oh. That, that, that was. That was awesome. He's gonna need CPR. Yeah. He cannot climb it any better. I, mean, I was I was going for a drink as soon as he said that and went out my nose. I'm like, I can't mm. breathe. Ugh, dude. <laughs> oh, uh, oh Josh Perry. Josh Perry said he <coughs> he realized that bad apples that he hates exercising, uh, riding the bike. So he ordered an e scooter. Currently waiting four weeks <laughs> for them <coughs> to <laughs> ship it. <coughs> I can't look at Sean's face right now. It's all <laughs> making you cough. Dude, I'm going to have to get another dog and name him Jack. Yeah. <laughs> it's the greatest. <laughs> yep. I make it a, I make it a Jack Russell. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's That way that way I can really name him Jack and, you know, that that mm -hmm. I don't know if I can handle a, a Jack Russell. They just have more. They just have more energy than yeah. I could ever have. Mm -hmm. It's like Dude, give we, got a, energy. we got an Australian Shepherd, or my daughter does, and this dog is non-flipping stop. I'm yeah, like, they're Dude, so smart. They're yeah, they're. We got it. We got to I, I kick this dog out all the time. Jack will come in here and lay on the floor and just be mind his own business. But the Jack puppy the comes. He comes in here and just. She or she just comes in here and terrorizes. And they earlier today they 
they uh, disconnected my computer, unplugged the TV, like literally just was terrorizing everything. I was like, all right, dude, out. And then they sit outside the sliding glass door whining. Mm-hmm. What do we got here? De- this this is this is my equivalent to a, a Jack Russell. This guy nonstop from from the time I get up in the morning to the time I go to bed wants to play ball. Where's your ball? Did you want to play ball? Where's your ball? Where's your ball? Where'd it go? 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 Oh, is he attacking me trying to find them? Ah! Now he's running trying to find the ball. No, oh, you found a ball. Oh. At least he gave it back. Mine runs away. Thinks it's a keep away. Uh, this is this is my non. Oh, uh, this is my biggest beagle ever. Aww. Mm. I love beagle. And all, this one thinks that he's two pounds and wants to sit on your lap. Uh, lap dog. Rah. You are just too big to be a lap dog, you big bubby. And they're both rescues. This one was actually bigger when we first got him. And uh, you think he's fat now? He was a big fat sausage when we got him. Hmm. And that first one, he was 16 pounds. All you felt was bones. So That's what she said. That's (laughs) what she said! Eagles, we call them bugles, man. They have. Oh, Jesus! Sorry, sorry, hit the wrong button. I gave my parents a beagle, and uh, it spent every night right outside their bedroom window, howling at the moon at midnight. They were very thankful. Yeah. (laughs) They're like, great, great. Oh man. Yeah, we've had a few beagles, a few bulldogs. This is our first golden retriever. I guess I shouldn't have been surprised when we got him at eight weeks old. He was already knew how to retrieve. <laughs> <laughs> that is so it funny. Took minute, it took me a minute to, to put it the, together the name of golden retriever and uh, what it actually meant. But, yeah, he, he was pretty good at that. Still is. That's pretty cool. Um, anybody in the chat have dogs? Um, what kind of dogs do you have? And what do you think? Are dogs like? really man's best friend i think so i think dogs are great indeed well what do yeah, they say they are better than me dogs dogs have masters cats have slaves is that how it goes i, I, I don't think so i'm not much of, i mean i had one cat that i really liked it was a black cat really liked him he was a good cat he was given to me years and years and years and years ago must have been 30 or 40 years ago maybe 50 or 60 i don't know I take it he's gone. He's gone. He was a good dog. Sorry for your loss. He was a good cat, like from a long, long, long time ago. I think the I first have, cat I've had. I have three stupid cats. Yeah, three stupid cats? Yeah, I got cats because when my last dog died, which was a Roddy, by the way, Shane, I don't think my heart could take another dog because I'd immediately start worrying about when he was going to die. And. <laughs> So I got three cats. I rescued three cats, and I thought, yeah, it's all right. When when they go, it won't be so hard on me. The dog was. And that really was my reasoning. Well, I'm kind of attached to them now. I don't ever want to say I'm a cat person, but, yeah, they're all right. It's and a, one's name is Jack. <laughs> you got a cat that's named Jack? And he's always on the couch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
goodness gracious. <laughs> Hey, like dogs are awesome, man. They don't live as long as us, so so loss is something we have to deal with. Mm-hmm. But yeah. man, I, the the heartbreak of losing the ones I've loved, I wouldn't trade the having them for anything, man. I agree. This one right here behind me, man. I dude, I, I I've I put so many videos together into a folder, and I just can't bring myself to get through processing a video yet of like. In loving memory of Major, man, it's tough, yes. you know. But um, you know, there's a lot of good dogs out there, man. And we got we got Red now, and Major would be happy that that I'm happy. So, yeah, I know. Yeah, can do it. I had yep. to let my dogs go, you know, when I moved out of state. And okay, this is really bizarre, but uh, on Friday. I get the text, right? And it says, oh, um, hey, I have your uh, your dog got out. He's in my yard right now. Um, I've got him in the house. Well, what had happened was the tags that are on my little dog, Chuck, the tags were still in my name. So when she called Humane Society, you know, they found me. And yeah, the dog got in this lady's yard. And I was like, I don't have the dog anymore. And I, at first I'm like, who is this person? And then the next day she sent me a picture of him. And I was like, oh my God. Okay. This is in Phoenix. Okay. And I'm like, that's my Chuck. So he got out of the lady's yard that, you know, he found his new home with this lady or whatever. So make a long story short, I was looking back in some texts that my ex sent me and that the lady, she sent pictures to him that, Chunks was doing okay, and I found a phone number of this lady, you know, a phone number on the picture with Chunks. So I took a wild guess thinking, okay, that's got to be her phone number. So I called her, I messaged her, whatever, you know, and I said, hey, Maria, um, here's her phone number, Chunks at her house, blah, blah, blah. And uh, the next thing I got a text and it said, oh, thank you so much. I got my I got my dog back. He's very much loved and everything. And so it all worked out. But <coughs> how bizarre is that? I, I'm in another state and I still get a text. This is, uh, I got your dog here. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I was just happy that he's okay and he's got a good home. She said that she looked for him all night, the night before and everything. And so, yeah. And then my oldest. My oldest dog, my ex has the oldest dog, Max. And last week, the week before, Max started having seizures and they couldn't figure out what it was. And they got him to the mm. vet. And he's, I guess he's got some kind of a little bit of a tumor or something. But the only thing you could do is just keep him on meds right now and, you know, let him live his life. But yeah, so that's my story with my, my puppies. They're still Not in my a yeah, they're still in my heart. They're both like 12 years old now. Whatever, but yeah, that was tough to see that though. I mean, hearing that. <laughs> oh my gosh, Brian. Seeing chunks, you know, sitting outside somebody's patio and I couldn't do anything. And uh, yeah, it was hard. So. This, this is why I keep the live stream um, or, or, or the chat uh, reviewable even when our live stream is done because you guys got to see what Brian put in the, in the chat. I, I, that, that's, did you see that? Yeah. 
Yeah. Friends it's, like, uh-huh. <laughs> oh, man. There's one good sign that I'm awake in the morning. Every morning. <laughs> Red hightails it out of your bedroom, huh? <laughs> Sometimes I do, too. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> my, my dad used to say it was always the dog. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's the go-to. Yeah. Especially when you're dating. Yeah. Damn dog. <laughs> Damn dog. I always like to saying, you know, people say that dogs don't go to heaven. Well, if dogs don't go to heaven, if they go somewhere else, I want to go there because that surely is heaven. So that's yeah. how I feel. That's right. Agree. Definitely. Absolutely agree. Yeah. 100% agree. We got we got off the topic a little bit from uh, paramotors, but I tell you what, dogs um, are are just as awesome as paramotors, I think. And uh, even these dogs I got for free, but they're the most expensive dogs I've ever had in my life. <laughs> you know, you know, pet, you know, uh, going to the vet, you know, and buying them things and and goodies and treats, and uh, we, we found some really good uh, clothes, you know, different types of clothes for them for during the winter time because you know it gets cold over here. No, it doesn't, but it's cute. It's cute to have them in little sweaters and things. So you know, oh my gosh, I can't believe the outfits they have for these little dogs. I I went to PetSmart with my mom because you know my mom's got a German Shepherd, so <laughs> we went to PetSmart and. Yeah, I'm standing there in line, and yeah, they have all these little oh, dresses, dogs. And jean jackets, and yeah, yeah, they're, they're really cute. Little, 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 little shoes. Cat, I know. Hey, hey, Sean, I have a question about bad app. I mean, about uh, moonshiners, real quick. Yeah, not a good subject here, but no, it's good. Let's change it back to paramotors. <laughs> no, I, I have paramotors. a question. Um, they they have bathrooms and showers there or did they just have bathrooms i think i heard this i think i remember them saying bathrooms and showers and there's there's water but, there but, that, no power, but that could have been bad apples that i was thinking about i don't know um but we did a whole um podcast on moonshiners it was mm -hmm. a moonshiners q a i tell you what we could do is i can repost that on my youtube and um, that way we know what's going on, I guess. Yeah, I'll do that because I, I need to. Uh, I'm really trying to avoid pulling my big camper 10 hours one way. And if I can pull my uh, my cargo or my paratrailer, then I want to do that. But I'm bringing the wife and she's uh, very insistent on knowing if there's bathrooms there and and showers because. The paratrailer has neither one of those. That'd be me. I'd be like, uh-uh, I need my bathroom. I need showers. Okay, so what I'll do is I'll just go ahead and um, um, re-upload it. I got it here on the desktop because I was going to do that anyway. So Moonshiners Q&A, um, dropping it in right now, and I'm uploading it. So it should be um, available. Um Sometime tomorrow, I guess. It worked for me. <clears throat> so, cool. There we go. Uh, Mark Elroy just said he ordered a new generator. I want to know what generator he went with. <laughs> 
Post that in the chat for me, please, sir. He probably just heard you. That's what I mean. In the chat, he can when in thirty seconds he can uh, tell me. I know he went with that stupid Honda and paid all the extra money for it, but uh, he could have got a thirty-eight or a thirty-five hundred um, predator, predator from Harbor Freight and saved himself two thousand bucks. And then just run over it right before the warranty runs out. And you get a new one. Exactly. That's what I'm doing. It's a twenty-seven month warranty. On a 20, 26 month, that joker, it don't right. even have to have anything wrong with it. I'm just going to drain the oil and the, and the gas out of it and say, hey, it ain't working. Well, if we have limited or if we have access to water, um, I'll have my camper. And there'll, there'll be showers available. You might have to take them in the outdoor shower, which is swimming suit all. But, you know, only got so much room in a gray water tank. Yeah, no, that's I mean, we have the. Uh, the redneck hot tub or the redneck hot shower. Um, from from uh, Fly to the yellow one. But my wife is not jumping in that. No. Not again. Huh? Y'all, y'all that want to see that, you can go back to my Fly to If You Got It video um, where I met Shane for the first time and, and he gave me a very nice walkthrough tour of his uh, oh, redneck shower. I call it that. I don't know. Yeah. Well, what is a redneck shower? Uh, it consists of it consists of a hundred and fifty quart cooler, a heating element that I got off of Amazon for like thirty five bucks that warms the water up, and then <clears throat> it's a fountain pump that you put in like a pond or something to. Oh, that's to, cool. Yeah. And I hooked I hooked it to a water hose. The water hose runs into the shower to a shower head, and then. It's an enclosed uh, uh, Insta shade, and we literally had uh, these foam mats down and a cot on one side of the shower, so you can put all your towels and closed over there. So you shower to the one side and then walk over and and uh, get dressed on the other side. Is it uh, handicap accessible? Shane? It was yes. Wow. <laughs> Hey, Mark, Mark, I'll let her know. I did read your uh, comment. Um, and uh, I don't have to, I don't have to worry about her too much. I think there's a good chance she might be able to take Mark. And uh, oh, yeah, anything, I'm just saying she's she's kind of uh, she's kind of tough. She's got guns. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, no, I know. I do know. I bought them all for her. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness all right so there is water that's good i'm i'm like i said it doesn't i just i'm trying to avoid pulling my 33 foot trailer freaking 10 hours it's just a pain in the aspirin see what i did there sean keeping it ppg rated um, you, have more than one camper? you get the pair camper and then you get your my fifth wheel, right? yeah okay and I literally bought this tr- this enclosed trailer for out of state things, but I really didn't expect my wife to go to anything out of state. Um, what was bad apples was not a bad pull. I think it was. I don't remember how far it was now. It was four hundred miles from my house to bad apples, 
and we stopped um, around 11 o'clock at night or so and, and pulled into a truck stop and jumped in the camper and slept overnight and then woke up in the morning and continued. But and we would probably do the same thing. But the problem is on the way home, we're going to be heading back and it's all going to just be just a one shot. I don't know if I really want to pull a camper because there's Brian, I don't know how, I mean, I'm, you've been all over the country, but it's kind of a pain and, and tiresome to pull that camper for a long, long period of time. You got to pay attention to the road a lot more than you do when you just got the truck. You're just driving the truck, not a trailer. Yeah, very true. I, I would say that you totally get used to it. Uh, I, for me, pulling a, a camper across the country is all about enjoying the trip and not worrying about so much about getting to the destination. Um, I drive three or 400 miles a day. Don't push myself too hard and, uh, you know, make stops. But the main, the main thing is, is, you know, you can't go through drive throughs if, you know, the only time I eat fast food is when I'm traveling. Right. And, you know, if you got a camper behind you, you can't do that. And, and in this year of COVID, you know, a lot of dining rooms haven't been open either. So it makes getting food potentially hard to get. You know, if you can't walk into the dining room and you can't go through the drive-through, what you gonna do? You you have to make a sandwich in a camper. But uh, so I'll, there, there's, I'll, I'll pull the Blackstone out next to Burger King and show them right. <laughs> You'll have your own drive-through going beside there, yeah, right? probably. <laughs> but not, I mean, money. you know, stop, having to stop at RV parks and trying to find a place that. You know, hey, I'm just for a quick overnight. I don't want to disconnect. You got a place long enough where I can stay hooked up. That way I can get out early in the morning. You know, things like that, you have to kind of check on. You get used to it. It's just uh, a lifestyle. Um, I don't think it's a big deal to go across the country in a camper. I think it's a big deal to go anywhere and be in a hurry. Um, that's that's when all the stress comes in. Pulling a camper across the country has made me a better, more relaxed, chill driver. Because yeah, you can't. I, I am a A to B kind of guy. Like when we go, we go on a destination, I want to get there as fast as possible. And then I want to have fun. I don't want to spend a day and a half to, to and you know there. what that is? I can tell you exactly what that is. That's the weekend warrior in you. You're, you're a Monday to Friday guy and mm-hmm. you got your weekends and you got to take full advantage of it. And you don't want to spend, you can't, you can't spend three days driving across the country, you know, or, you know, I, yeah, I think what you get in more of a retired um, state of mind where you don't have to be anywhere at a certain period of time, you, you get a little more relaxed and not in such a hurry to get from A to B. You enjoy the trip more is what I'd say. Yeah. Um, Tony asked what if you can stop at rest stops and stuff. The funny part was I literally had a Love's uh, truck stop on the map. That was our destination. So when I got off work, my wife got home off of work. We jumped in the truck and took off. And um, we got to, it was probably 10 o'clock when we got to the spot that we were looking at. We pulled in and there was not a parking spot available. There were 18 wheelers everywhere. They were double parked. I was just like, I'm not as a weekend warrior going to park in front of an 18 wheeler. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, and go jump in my camper. So we continued on down the road. And I think we ended up getting another. 
it wasn't until about 1130 or 12 o'clock we found another um, either loves or pilot or something. And I pulled into the truck stop and I found an open spot. And you got all these professional drivers. And I, I, I see a parking spot. And, you know, truck stops, their parking spots or their parking spaces are very tight. Uh, c- kudos to all those who drive 18 wheelers. My uncle's a, a lifer. He's been driving 18 wheelers his whole life. And I was just like, oh, that's tight. My wife's like, do you want me to get out and back you up? I was like, hell no. These guys will all be sitting in here making fun of me. And I, I'm telling you right now, I backed that trailer right up into the spot. And I was just like, personally, inside myself, I was like, yeah, you're the man. I was hyping myself all up. <laughs> and uh, my wife's like, all right, so are we going to start the generator? Because I had a generator back on my truck. And I was like, man, I got to go find the stupid uh, extension cord for the camper. And I was like, let's just see what it's like in the camper. And we got in there. It was a little warm. Couldn't open the windows because the um, truck, truck, our 18 wheelers had their generators going. It was kind of loud. And I was like, I'll turn the exhaust fan on and I'll open a window. You know, just crack a window and try to get some cross breeze going. And uh, we we woke up and it was like 60 degrees in the camper in the morning. Ooh. We were both like covered up, <laughs> hugging on each other. And I was like, man, it got cold in here. She's like, yeah, I finally fell asleep when I cooled down. I was just like, yeah. Then we woke up, took out of there. And because we got up early, I had to spoil the wife, let her go get a cup of coffee. Cause apparently she's got to have that. And, uh, all, of course I, Brian, all I wanted to do was go, go, go. And, uh, yeah, we got uh, we got to Bad Apples and and good. I think it was only like an hour drive that morning, so it wasn't bad. But yeah, I am a I am an A to B driver, dude. I, I got to get there. Like when we go um, to Ohio to hunt or even to Dave Purden's, it's it's an all nighter. I work all day long and then we drive until we get there. There's no pulling over, resting. I just got to go. I've you- always always been that way. Did you guys ever, uh, did you ever guys park in a Walmart parking lot? Used to be, used, used to be they allowed campers in the parking lot. I know the one near me, it's only about a couple miles away. I used to see campers and even 18 wheelers in there all the time at night. Yeah. I, that there's a, there's a Walmart not far from my house and there's no overnight camping signs everywhere, park, or, you know, signs everywhere. And yep. I still see one or two campers every now and then overnight parking. I don't, I, I just, I would hate to freaking have it two, three o'clock in the morning and have a sheriff's department knock on my door and tell me I have to leave. Yeah. So, and on that trip to Bad Apples, we stopped and hit three or four um, rest stops as well. Rest stops were completely backed up. The 18 wheelers were on the, exit ramp out of the out of the rest stop out on the interstate and i was like dude there's nowhere to park in here and i was like all right so we just kept going and every time i've seen a gas station that had you know truck stops available or whatever we pulled in and they, they were all full i don't know why but every place we went was full and i got to the point where i was like holy crap i don't know if we're gonna we're gonna have to just drive like we're just going to have to power through it. And, uh, well, 
I did find a spot. I was thankful because I was getting tired. And uh, could you not park like at a Walmart um, parking lot? First time. Um, well, like I was saying, um, the problem with that is if if you know two three o'clock in the morning, the sheriff department comes and says, "Hey, you got to move." Now, well, not you. Walmart. Walmart. Oh, Walmart, yeah. Walmart. Walmart doesn't do that. They're not. Well, the whole Sam. The, the creator of Walmart actually built it on the design of having people that were traveling stop at Walmarts and stay the night. Right. But my Walmart and so many other Walmarts have signs and say no overnight camping or campers or whatever. So my, my biggest concern is that in the middle of the night, someone's going to knock on my door and tell me to leave. Now I'm even more tired and exhausted and I got to drive to find somewhere else to stay. I wonder, I wonder, I wonder if those are local ordinances, you know, yeah. where, the, where the Walmart is because the Walmart near me, we're out in the, in the boonies or whatever. And I've never seen a, a, a sign saying no camping. And I've seen campers there and it used to be before the pandemic used to be a 24 hour Walmart. So people come in, pull in at two or three in the morning, they go into Walmart and, and stock up and then go out and take a right. in the camper. That was the whole idea of uh, from Sam Walton was wanting you know people to go and and park there, sleep overnight, wake up in the morning, go grocery shopping, and then continue on. So I I don't know. I just I've seen it so many times where people were asked to leave. Um, I watched a lot of YouTube camping videos and stuff, and there's people like I'll never even try to park at a Walmart because I've been run out several times. And really. I've never yeah, heard I'm, just, of that. I'm not willing. Like I said, I'm not willing to take the chance of having to get up in the middle of the night and go move, go try to find somewhere where I'm half asleep. Right. I got I got quite a bit of money that I'm pulling and driving, and I can't replace that. So for my, my me, it's just that. I mean, Walmart's all over the place. I've been around the country. Uh, you go to some of these high-end mountain towns in like Colorado, and yeah, there's definitely no parking overnight. Uh, okay. If they have the signs, obey it. If they don't have the signs, go inside, buy a pack of bubble gum, say hi to the manager, say I'm going to park here overnight. Uh, you'll be good. Yeah. Most people don't know about Cracker Barrels. I've stated a dozen different Cracker Barrels around the country. They allow you to park there overnight. I do uh, forget about that. I, I, I pulled up, I've got an app that's made for, it's called Park Advisor, and it tells you about all the triple J gas stations and all the Love's gas stops and all the rest areas, which ones have dump stations, and all that kind of thing. And the Cracker Barrels, I don't know how many times I like to eat Cracker Barrel. I go there and I would eat dinner. And then, you know, if it's a moderate type climate situation, when I'm doing that kind of thing, I don't need to run a generator. I just, you know, jump into the camper, sleep overnight, and uh, get out of there early in the morning before I'm disrupting their parking, you know? So so in the chat, in the chat real quick, Josh Perry says, DP, are you and mom going to Moonshiners? DP, at Josh Perry. Who else is going to keep an eye on our boy? (laughs) Josh Perry, laugh out loud. Resurgence PPG. I stayed at a Cabela's in Phoenix, woke up right underneath the – the no overnight camping sign. I took it as a win. <laughs> <laughs> He's a scoff law. 
Oh my god, dude! Yeah. This I'm dying over here. Listen to Brian. I want Brian thinking I'm laughing at him for some. I'm laughing at the check because I'm dying, dude. I've been reading it too. We got Todd Scandrick finally shows up. Ten o'clock. Yeah. Nice. No, I'm just kidding, Todd. Better uh, late than never. Yeah. Yeah. yeah just so, in time for us to say goodbye and say goodnight, yeah. right? <laughs> Oh, there goes the there there, there goes the neighborhood. <laughs> so who Boy, is the, look at the time. Dave or or Josh? I can't remember. <laughs> what what is it, David Perry? Which which one's the father in this relationship? Oh, the, I'm the, I'm the father. Yeah, father. I'm the old I'm the old father. Yeah. yeah. All hey, right. Wait, who was saying something about me? Hey, he's he's probably older than you too, Eddie. That's kind of backwards. No, no, I'm 52. I'm definitely older than him. There's no way you're 52, man. I'm pretty sure there is. Really? I'm 52. Also, yeah. we're Twinkies. Wow, <laughs> yeah. Josh, Josh is the young techie. He's the son. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's gotcha. the one I call. I can't get my internet working, son. Help me out here. <laughs> I, I can't log into PPG Zone. Um, help me. What's my password? <laughs> I've it got, is uh, password one two three. <laughs> yeah. yeah, password. Oh, Josh. Hey, John Wayne. Yeah. You're are you're the truck driver, right? No. Who is the truck driver? Don't know. Is it uh, Bill? Truck, uh, is it Bill um, H? No, Bill H does sign work. My my brother, my buddy Scott Shamka, uh, that he was in my SIV class with Brooke. Um, he's a his nickname was Paratrucker. He drove trucks for a long time. Um, he had a uh, foot launch unit that he would disassemble and put in his back seat. He also traveled the country with a parakeet in the cab, and uh, he would go to all these different uh, you know truck stops, get his motor out, and fly. He literally went to El Paso. I think it flew. Uh, it was pretty close to the damn border, flying across to Mexico. We we told him you might not want to do that. <laughs> hey Brian, what was the uh, the campground app that you use? Uh, um, Mark Park- Elroy wants to know. Yeah, Park Advisor is one that I've used. Um, it's definitely not perfect, and there's a bunch more out there, but. It's really good if you're traveling, uh, if you want to see where the next rest area is going to be on the interstate you're traveling on or or that kind of thing. Um, I've used it so many times to find a place to camp overnight. Um, but there's a bunch of them out there. All right, cool. Park advisor. Stop asking, Mark. He's asked six times already. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, freaking Elroy. Yeah, so if you're if you're an endless foot drag and you saw a flatbed trailer out there and you did any kind of foot dragging or wheel dragging or anything kind of like like JP Tulo or TikTok star, yeah, uh, that was Scott. He he was generous enough to bring a flatbed truck to a paramotor fly, uh, fly in and <laughs> disconnect yeah. disconnect yeah. it so somebody could land on it. That's pretty cool. Real cool. It was awesome. Wish I was able to do that, but I'm not. And it's five minutes until my wife calls me and tells me to go to bed. So 
how about we wind everything down and uh, get ready to head on out and a boot. So let's go ahead and uh, go through everybody, let everybody know where they can find you. Let's start with Brian Haybill Waller. How do we get up with you? And I appreciate you being our guest tonight. Um, how do we get up with you and learn more about your trike transition? Sure. So you can look me up on YouTube uh, by the easiest way is to go to my website, ppgbrian.com. Uh, go to uh, takes my YouTube page. You can check out some of the videos. I'm on Facebook. Uh, I'm not super famous on TikTok like some of my other co-hosts. But uh, I know that's no. right. Well, <laughs> you're, you're, I got into paramotors a year and a half ago, and uh, I've met some incredible people. I've made a lot of friends along the way, and I've had a lot of fun. And if you're thinking about getting the paramotors, stop thinking to do it. I agree. I agree 100%. Stop thinking about it. Get out there and do it. We also have uh, Never Trust a Skinny Chef Shane. Matter of fact, he's going to be having a show tomorrow night. Um, that's pretty famous. It's really getting famous. So, uh, uh, Shane, tell us a little bit about your show and how do we get to it? We are doing <clears throat> on uh, 8 o'clock Eastern Time at ppgshane.com. You can find us hanging out, talking about whatever we jump all over the place it's um it's literally like hanging around a campfire we just sit around talk about whatever pops up if there's a serious matter we talk about that for a very short time and then we go to jokes like uh the name of my dog and what he's sitting on and what he's not supposed to be on <clears throat> um yeah we just we just have a good time we make fun of each other make fun of people in the chat people in the chat make fun of us and uh it's just a good time. Uh, it's not serious. And I think that's why it's actually taken. It, it's getting, it's gaining ground, if you will, because not that being serious is wrong, but every now and then we just need to be goofy and have fun and not be serious. And I think honestly, I get uh, messages all the time about uh, how they like the show because it's not a serious situation. It's, it's, we, we're just goofing off and having fun and we all do that and we all enjoy it. So why not do it and watch people on YouTube? So you can also find me on TikTok at ppgshane.com. I just started. I only have actually Sean, I got a really good TikTok on there. My buddy with the pellet smoker. I want you to know he's a I police officer it. and screams like a girl. Just I so saw you know. It. I saw it. <laughs> I saw it. The snake. Oh, it's awesome. Um, but yeah, that's that's what tomorrow night is, eight o'clock central. Um, show up and let's have fun. Let's hang out. And that's over at ppgshane.com. And Correct. they can subscribe to your channel and hit that bell notification so they know when you go live. Yeah. Eight, eight, o'clock, eight o'clock Eastern, not eight o'clock central. Did I say Central? Eight o'clock Eastern. Where do I live? Yeah. Oh, yeah, on the East Side. <laughs> so what? what <laughs> so what time? What time? What time is that? Um, Central. Seven o'clock. Seven. Four o'clock. Six o'clock. Something I don't know. Brian, don't you mess with me? Don't depends you mess on, with me? Depends on daylight savings time. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Or if you live in Arizona. Yeah. <laughs> That's like. And, and we'll definitely be there tomorrow. So thank you, Mr. Shane. We also got Linda Anderson. You can find her at paramomusa.com. And there's somebody else that's famous in your life. Who's that? And how do we uh, uh, chat with him and see him every week? 
see Robert Michaels at ParagonTalk.com on Thursday night. Come join us. We always have a good time. Lots of laughs. Anything goes, you know, just got to jump on the show and see what's going on. Yeah, we, we missed him last week. What happened? Actually, he had a uh, revival with his pastor. So, yeah. Yeah, some church stuff going on. He had God, God calling them. Pioneering. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, and and our show, um, you know, we, we say keep it PPG rated. He keeps it G rated. So, you know, um, <laughs> if you have kids, go to his show and listen to it because our show is just way too right. off the wall. I'm, yeah. I'm saying. But, uh, jar, so it's pretty hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. We also have um, Mark, Mark H. He's our PPG trike jockey. He came on and chatted with us a little bit. How do we get to uh, your YouTube channel and uh, watch your shenanigans? Well, I don't have too big. It's not too big. I just do it mostly for family. But if you want to find it, it's ppgtrikejockey.com. Awesome. Well, thank you for jumping on the show and chatting with yeah. us. We appreciate you for sure. We also right, got... David Perry in the house. Um, apparently, it's uh, Josh Perry's daddy, and uh... <laughs> I mean, not, a, not a daddy. <laughs> you, use the daddy. Who's the who's 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 Josh's daddy? <laughs> now it got creepy. <laughs> yes. yes, this is why I have therapy. Paramotors are my therapy. So you just uh, you just started yep. flying your new uh, uh, flyer. Uh, we can get up with you at PPG Foot right? Launch, PPGFootLaunch.com. And why and why is it FootLaunch.com? What's, what's it's got something to do with a foot? <laughs> Something's a foot. <laughs> so uh, or a lack thereof. So you went First, up to One Foot Up Adventures? Is that <laughs> yes. <laughs> but they don't call it feet launch. No, no they don't. Yeah. I'm the only one doing it right. Me and Craig. And, you know. <laughs> yeah, you and Craig, that's right. Yeah. Absolutely. So thank you so much. Man. No, thank you. It's always good to have you on here and, and chatting with us and telling us about uh, uh, things that we just don't know about. Um, like, like, mm-hmm. like, well, it was on Shane's show, right? That you started talking to us about, um, Stiffies. your, your, your... Oh, we, got, we got to bleep that out. I guess. <laughs> sure. Hey, real, real, real quick. Do you, do you name your prosthetic? I, I don't, foot? I, I don't, but maybe I, I have now. Stiffy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> thanks to Shane. Oh we, we, we have, we have just, started what is that opening in the ground oh that's hell we're all going, <laughs> we're all going. it's getting hot in here it's getting hot in here <laughs> and we also got john wayne john wayne thank you for joining us here um you don't have much shenanigans going on on youtube channel do you nope nope that's it that's it that's all no, we're nope. <laughs> you can find me right here on monday <laughs> you hang out with Shane on Tuesday, right? Yeah. Yep. So you can find him over at ppgshane.com. Well, um, also, and don't and don't forget, uh, we also had uh, Brooke Sheffield on our show today. You can find him at ppgpirate.com. And what is his? Uh, does he have an actual website for his new school yet? 
I, I, I don't know. Um, I, I think I heard him say redpillparamotor.com. Uh, yeah. But yeah. I know he has uh, wheelsupnc.com. Um, but I think maybe he has changed the, his idea for the name to Red Pill yeah. Paramotor stuff. I think it's he, Red Pill uh, with an R. Yeah, <laughs> and that, you know, every time I hear that, <laughs> I always think of that joke: why are why are pirates always angry? They just are. <laughs> I actually meant to have him describe why it's called Red Pill Paramotors on the show tonight. Um, yeah, well, can you tell it us? Is, it, it is a, a interesting concept, uh, but I, you know, I hate to misexplain it, but it's. You, you've seen the matrix, the red pill and the blue pill, you know, yeah. red, red pill is to wake, wake your mind and, uh, you know, see the truth in life. And the blue pill is to, to go about your normal pre-programmed daily life and not That's have any worries. I was thinking when I saw that. Originally. Mm-hmm. So the, the, the red pill is to, to basically take a chance in life. And, uh, matrix did not define this. It goes back a lot further than that, but most people of our generation will recognize it from that. So that, that's basically where he gets his title from. Um, Rook, if I butchered that at all, I'm, I'm totally sorry. But, uh, but yeah, that's, that's, that's the gist of it. It's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. And uh, you guys can stay on here after we um, get off the, uh, the air. Uh, you guys are more than welcome to stay here and chat. Or we can all say goodbye right now, and we'll see each other uh, on, on Shane's show tomorrow. Bye, guys. I guess, I guess we're all peace out. Good. I'm going to bed so I can do a cross country yep. in the morning, hopefully. That's All right. There you go. Have Good fun. Right. Good deal. Have fun. And we will and say d- peace out to everyone. And thank you very much for joining us on clearproptv.com. And we'll see you tomorrow on Shane Show at ppgshane.com. My name is Sean Simon. Right. You can call me PPG Grandpa. And you can find me at ppggrandpa.com and iflyparamotors.com. I can't believe nobody bought that. I- <laughs> You did. You did. I did because nobody else did. It was awesome. I fly paramotors. I'm going to have a big shirt with that on there. All right, That's guys. Awesome. Thank, thank you so much for hanging out with me. I better go before I get a phone call. I want to shout out to Doug Martin for joining us on the show. Yeah, yes. Yes. Thank you, Doug. I, I, I'm waiting for the hook, Sean. I'm waiting for the hook. <laughs> the vaudevillian hook. The hook is coming quick, and I need to get out of here before. Wait, wait, oh. <laughs> All right. Good night. Night. Good night. Have a good one. Bye. Peace Bye. out, y'all. Bye, Bye guys. Night. Thanks, everyone. Night. And everybody's going bye bye. John, I think I heard you trying to ask me a question at the end, man. Did I? Was it John or Mark? Nope. Okay. Maybe John. No. No. Thought somebody's trying to ask me something. I'm a cross country man. I heard my name a couple times. Oh, Sorry. oh, maybe. Uh, are you using your uh, trike a, a, for your cross country? Yeah, so I can take oh. off with a full tank of gas. <laughs> 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 Absolutely. Bonus. Yeah. All right. Yeah, and, and, and don't have to worry about that wet wing um, launch in the morning time yep. with, the, with the trike either. <laughs> yeah. Stay safe. Yeah. Definitely it, safe. I can't yeah. wait to see the uh, the video. The video. Yeah, absolutely, man. Bye, Stay everyone. Tuned. Bye, All right, peace. peace out, y'all. Peace. Peace. Deuces. Deuces, but not in PBG Shane's. Oh, my God. End it.
Oh my God. Well, thank you so very much for listening to this episode. I know it's a long episode. Three hours is a long time, but a lot of people that listen to this audio for a long time are the ones that are, you know, taking a long trip uh, in the car, on their truck, or in their semi. And totally appreciate you guys for listening to us and tuning in to this long episode. Hopefully, it made your trip a lot less mundane <laughs> and you're able to hang out with us over here at clear prop tv pg grampus paramotor podcast and paratalk.org remember if you want to get free stickers from us all you got to do is go over to clearproptv.com fill out that little form and say that you want some fr some free stickers and we will send them out to you uh, not only do we have free stickers but we got paramotor tattoos and all sorts of really cool stuff that a lot of people are are giving us to give out for winners, but I think you're a winner. I mean, if you made it this far, you're a winner. So go to clearproptv.com, fill out that form. Let me know that you want some free stickers. I'll send it out to you with a little card that says, thank you for listening to PPG Grandpa's Paramotor Podcast. Hey, guess what? You've been listening to PPG Grandpa's Paramotor Podcast. <laughs> Have a wonderful day. Remember, uh, Tuesday night over at ppgshane.com, we got the the hangout with Shane. So make sure you run over there. If you are still driving and listen to another long podcast, it'll keep you, keep you going for a little bit. And we'll also put his podcast on here the following day. So today's Tuesday. Um, you're listening to this Tuesday, hopefully. And then Tuesday night, we'll have the podcast with Shane. And then what we'll do is we'll upload that, um, here tomorrow so you'll have another long podcast to listen to thank you again for listening to ppg grandpa's promoter podcast have a wonderful day and we'll check you next time bye